from downtown, this is Tim Kitsar from NBA Jam, and you're listening to Nintendo Main Podcast. Boom shakalaka! This week on Nintendo Main, we got another indie direct called Indie World, and is Grandia the best turn-based RPG on the Switch right now? We'll discuss it. I'm doing my best to maintain balance. You're a blimp, and I'm no wimp. to Nintendo Main episode 185. We are your hosts. I'm Trey, Nintendo Switch Fatigue Johnson. I'm Jeremy. Let's keep this demo going. Mikowski. And I'm John. DQ means Dairy Queen to me neither. Oh, well, you know, we'll get to that. There's a whole the whole lot of things I want to talk about with you about RPGs. But uh, welcome to uh, Nintendo Main Podcast, your place for Nintendo news from Nintendo fans like yourself. And, uh, yeah, a lot of stuff has happened. Uh, there was an Indie World, which is, like, I guess what they're calling the Indie Directs now. We're going to talk about that on the second Or maybe it's show. just a temporary stopgap. Well, yeah, it's just what they're saying right now. There was a big event that happened somewhere. What is it? Gamescom, right? Or no, is that a different thing? Was it part That's of Gamescom, that? Gamescom, yep. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, more Indie stuff, more games for the Switch. As I said, is my uh, nickname, uh, Switch Fatigue. I was kind of a little bit like... I'm tired of so many games coming out for this. I just want to play all these games I already have. So I kind of got to that point where I was like, uh, I don't care anymore. I know you have a bunch of shit coming out. But we'll talk about that, of course. But let's start off our show as we normally do and talk about the games we've been playing. So uh, right after we got done recording last week with Jesse, uh, we actually, him and I, we played uh, Friday the 13th. Right after we stopped recording, so we got to test out the voice chat a little bit, and it totally works. Um, you actually you have to turn up the voice. You have to go into the options and turn up the voice to hear the people talking, but it does totally work. Like you don't need the you don't need the Nintendo app. You can totally do it right off the system. And I was using um I don't really have a headset, so I was using my PlayStation Four, like the one ear thing that came with that to try to do it. And I could hear some people, and I could and I could talk a little bit, but eventually I just turned it off. But you know, we totally did it. Uh, we we tried the friends mode. It's really easy to do. Um, if you're both if you're both in the lobby, you just go to find friends, and it'll automatically put you in a private match together. Or if you wait for one person to start to start a match on their own, and then you say join friends, you'll automatically go to their match. So it is really really easy to find friends on uh, on Friday the thirteenth, which is pretty cool. And uh, when I was editing last week's episode, I was like, I want to watch some Friday the 13th movies. So I watched Friday the 13th, one through four, while I was editing the podcast last week's episode. So I watched four Friday the 13th movies right after the game came out. So it was cool. I mean, I just I wanted to remind myself of all the different characters in there, and they're they're totally in there. They might they might be wearing different outfits, but no, they're totally there. And I love like how much they try to capture 
the time. Like, we, if you're in 1979, Friday the 13th, which Jason wasn't in, it was his mother, but if you're there, it's raining because it rained in the movie. And, like, and like the archery areas there where somebody gets killed with the, with the arrows, like, it's there and all that. And it was really cool to watch it after playing that game. And I was like, oh, okay, I remember that part. All right, well, yeah, that's that part that happened there. And, yeah, it was cool. So that I like that game enough that it brought me back to watching uh, the Friday the 13th movies again, which I have them on DVD, but I watch them on Hulu because you can just watch one after another after another. You can actually watch them all the way up through uh, Manhattan. They don't have a Ghost of Hell on there or Jason X, but. But yeah. Was it number five? Which one is the one that doesn't have Jason? That's five. Well, five. it has it has Tommy dressed as Jason, but it's not the actual Jason. Tommy Jarvis yeah. becomes the new Jason in five. That's the only one that I haven't seen because I watched them all on Netflix a couple of years ago. But five wasn't for there? whatever reason, five was not on there. It must be owned by a different company or something. Oh, I thought they were all the same because I feel like when they were on Netflix, they were all on there. I well, think, that's the only one that was missing, because I haven't seen that. Mm. Well, five is five is not that great. But yeah, no, five is the one that the actual Jason, the 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 person of Jason is not in it. It's just uh it's Tommy Jar- Jarvis becoming Jason after he killed Jason. And then six it becomes Jason again. You know, horror movies it always happens. That type of thing. I did that last week, Friday thirteenth, and yeah, no, it's it's a lot of fun. It's it's a shit ton of fun to play if you're still interested in it. You should check it out. Um, I got I got Super War, Robot Wars T came to me in the mail from that's uh, pretty exciting play Asia. Uh, I think uh, Jeremy got his as well, but it was actually sooner than I thought, so that's pretty cool. I, I only I've only been able to play it a little bit because uh, behind baseball here uh, or inside baseball, whatever you want to call it, uh, Nintendo Main's Nintendo Made Podcast's uh, favorite cat Tallulah. She had a she she had some shit going on. We thought that maybe she had a stroke. Um, turns out she's just blind. I have a cat that's blind now. So uh, wow. So yeah. So, so both th- of her retinas detached at the same time, or maybe like one of them detached earlier. And yeah, then yeah, I don't I don't know the, the timing, second one did. But, but yeah, everything's been kind of crazy over here at the Nintendo Main Studio. So so I haven't I've been a little I've been a little bit off on the on the on trying to play all the games for the week and all that. So. I apologize. Just want to let you guys, the listeners, know that's what's happening. That we thought we might have lost our cat. Which, if which, if you watch any of the Trey's retro revivals that I did, uh, Tallulah always sat on the chair behind me. So you, I'm sure you've seen her. She's been in a lot of videos that I've done for this for this podcast and all that. So yeah, it was a cat that I've had for I don't know, almost like 15 years. So it's a, it's like a member of the family. So. We thought that we might lose her and everything got crazy. So that's what happened here. <laughs> on Nintendo but Ray. she's okay. I mean, other than being blind. Yeah, no, she's perfectly sad, healthy. But... She just can't see anymore. That's what's happening. So, yeah, so I have not been able to play as much as I could. I, I haven't played the new NES games. Uh, I haven't been able to play Rad much. I did I did end up buying it just because I wanted to support uh, Tim Schafer, you know, being on a Nintendo system and all that. I just... It was too much for me. I, I played a little bit of it, and I'm like, I, I can't get this right now. So I went to stuff that I already knew. Like, um, well, I played I played Robot Wars a little bit. This is before we figured out that Tallulah was uh, sick. But I played War, Robot Wars T. I played like the first few missions, and it's very much like catering to the ultimate anime fan. That's basically what it is. Because like every character from every anime, when they show up and they 
it's like playing Fire Emblem, but whenever they do attack, it like plays the theme song of the show, and and it's like the same animation they would do from the show. And I get why people like it, you know. And it's like, okay, yeah, I get it. So I, I played a little bit of. I played it enough to like have the um, some of the crossover robots come in there. But I was reading the back of it, and it has like what eight different Gundam stuff in there. So I'm excited for that. I haven't gotten there yet, but. But yeah, no, I have it. I've uh, I played a little bit of it. I think it looks really good. Uh, it's completely in English, like you know, the version that I got. And uh, yeah, I, I I got a physical game again, so we have that. And uh, the other night when I was uh, last night when I was worrying about Tallulah, I played some more Ducktales on Wii U just because uh, just because that was kind of a uh, it's like a comfort comfort food for me, you know. How you like Ducktales? Uh, I still like it. I played through. Uh, I played through Transylvania. I played through the Himalayas. So all I have left is uh, Amazon. Is the Amazon and uh, and then the final level. So yeah, I got to get back to it. I intend to keep at that game. But uh, but what was really cool is that I found you, John, really easily <laughs> because because oh, yeah? the Wii U actually it sucks because okay, so like everybody remembers the Wii. The Wii had the friend codes. Mm-hmm. And the Wii U didn't. The Wii U can actually look up people by name. So I just looked up John Knitter and I just found you. But you can't. Oh, okay. But you can't do that on the Switch. It's so weird. Like the Wii U was like in the right place for that. Like I just looked up your name and I was like, oh, there you are. There's Nintendo John, and I sent you a friend qu- friend request in like a few seconds. Because you could just That's search weird. people on that, but you can't do it on Switch. I don't know why they went. I don't understand why they went back to their Wii. Their whole friend code thing again, which they completely did away with it in Wii U, and you could totally just find people. You could just look up their right. names, and you f- like Facebook, you know, or like Twitter or whatever. You can just totally just. It's my major complaint about the Switch. If I could change one thing, it would be basically the the friend system, the online, net, the networking, and all that, like to make it feel more complete and and easy to use. But no, uh, Ducktales is still good. Um, I, I mean, I'm, I'm planning on beating it. It's. I don't think it's going to take that long to get through, so I want to. But I, yeah, I have only have a couple levels left, and I was hanging out in the living room with Tallulah, so that's where my Wii is station or my Wii U is stationed as of right now. So I was like, I'll just play some of this, and it's a, uh, it's still good. Hmm. It's worth finishing for sure. The best, the uh, best three dollars something that I've ever spent, or under four dollars, whatever. It was three seventy four. Yeah. No, it's, it's a good game. Not that it matters now. Yeah. Well, I mean, people could still get it physically. They can still get the physical version of it. You been playing anything else? Well, I was. Um, so I've been playing uh, Grandia HD Collection, that came out on Friday of last week, right after we recorded. And uh, I remembered why I didn't play the Grandia Two that you gave me. Why is that? Because I didn't have a Dreamcast at the time. Uh, the Dreamcast that we had was my roommate's, and he was really fucking weird. And I did not feel comfortable playing a game on his Dreamcast because he was really fucking psychopathic. Do you remember him? Do you remember I mean, Todd? I remember that guy. Who would, like, yep. freak out about he thought I was stealing his shampoo and stuff like that. Yeah, that guy was really, really... Super- oh, that roommate. Oh, no, I, I thought you were talking about the other one. Well, you've had a couple of psycho roommates. Yeah, no, no, the first one, when I first moved to Columbia, well, like when I first moved to Chicago, like my very first year at Columbia, I lived with Todd, and Todd was like total like OCD psychopath, like 
he thought that I was like using his comb and like all this weird shit. And like, he, he like measured, like he would like put lines on his mayonnaise and all this stuff. I was going to say, I remembered the mayonnaise. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I ended, I ended up making a movie about him actually for my production two class about him just like freaking out about everything. And he was also like a major stoner. So he was high like all the time. So I figured that like, that maybe he thought that something was moved and it was all like his own paranoia. Cause he was like super out there. But yeah, no, it was his Dreamcast, Dreamcast that he had. And I think I was just really afraid to use it mm-hmm. without him like being around. And I just was like, I think you gave me the game, and I was just like, I cool, but I'm like, I, I'm not going to do it because I'm too afraid of my roommate. And that was yeah. why that was why I never got to Grandia too. But but no, like uh, finally playing it now, it's so much different from like what you told me. You told me it was like Super Mario, RP- Super Mario RPG. It is not like Super Mario RPG at all. It does not have like active time battle stuff. It doesn't. I mean, the 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 battle system is a little bit different than most uh, RPGs. It's actually more like Child of Light, which is available on Switch, and it was a Wii U game before that. It's it's like a Child of Light or um, Last Remnant, which was that um that that was a SquareSoft game that came out during E3, during the SquareSoft conference. But it's all about um you know there's like a timeline and it shows like um it shows like when the when the people that you're attacking when they're going to attack and when you're going to attack and if you attack them at a certain point you can actually cancel their attacks that they're going to have on you and it's all about it's it makes it more strategic is basically what it does but it's really good like I and and I looked up so I looked up some uh, reviews of Grandia Grandia one. Um, there's a lot of shitty people out there uh, giving it zero reviews because it's not based on the Sega Saturn version, which I watched. Uh, so I watched videos of comparisons between. So like the HD version on Switch right now is based on the PlayStation version and not the Saturn version. Mm. I watched uh, like, you know, ones where it shows both of them at the same time. I can't tell the difference, really. There's like. Maybe a di- there's a different animation when you get into a battle, like it's a little bit different on Saturn, but I don't get why people are so mad about it. But but online, people are throwing a fit about it. They're like, uh, oh, you don't have the Saturn version, so fuck you, a zero out of ten. So it's like... But it's an HD remaster anyway, so it's it's not the Saturn version, like, period. It's not the PlayStation version, it's, well, it's the, the, the yeah, remaster. The remaster is based off of the PlayStation version and not the Saturn version, which... But do, like... I don't understand the difference. Is, like, there, the, is there a difference in, like, like story or... No, or? no, no, no. I, I watched, I watched the, like, the comparison. I watched the YouTube comparison of the two of them, and they look the same. I don't get it. I guess they were like, they're like, oh, Saturn had some extra whatever's on there, but I don't understand. Regardless, it's great. The story's really good. The characters are really good. The sprites look amazing. Like the HD, like the way they've done on the first one. The second one is all is all uh, polygon. Mm-hmm. Actually, my first time around, because I did I did a stream of them last week, and I played a couple hours of a Grandia one, and then I played a couple hours of Grandia two. And Grandia one like did kind of like throw me off a little bit when I was first playing it, just because of it, it was the same thing of what I said about Ducktales, where it's like. Uh, where I, where I said it's like um, sprites mixed with 3D backgrounds, so right. it's kind of a little weird. But once I played like a couple hours of it, I was like super into the into the characters, like into the story and all that, and I love it. Yeah, no, it's been actually what I've been wanting to play. That's why I said I was feeling a little bit of switch fatigue because there's all this shit coming out, which I feel like I should play for the show, but I just want to play Grandia One. That's really what I want to do. 
<laughs> so that's <laughs> that's what I did last night. I, I put like six hours into it so far, but I think it's really really good. I know that, and this is before this is before I found out that the Dragon Quest Eleven demo dropped. And I wanted to say on the show, I want to say, you know, Grandia is probably the best turn-based RPG on the Switch right now until Dragon Quest Eleven comes out. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you would love it, Jeremy. I, I know you don't have it yet, but you would you would totally eat it up because it's like it's very much like that time, like the you know, like the PlayStation One, like uh, Saturn time, and it's. I feel like the story is incredible. I feel like the characters are incredible. It's a lot like Lunar, which I know you love Lunar. So oh, I love Lunar. It does the same thing where it's like you have the you have the sprite characters, but you see their faces like fully, like their face is really mm-hmm. big on the screen. You can see like their expression of whatever's happening. But it's kind of more of a the way I was talking to John. Like the the battle system is kind of a little more real time, I guess. Where like depending on when you attack versus on where the um, it's like a timeline. So like we if the if the enemy is like close to almost attacking, you attack them right before they do that, their attack will get canceled and they might not do it and then it'll go back to the beginning. So it's very much like a Child of Light or um The Last Remnant, like same sort of thing. But no, the battle system is really good, the characters are really good, the story is really good. And after playing Grandia One and Two, I was kinda like I was like, damn, like I think I mean, it's it's a hot take, but I th- I think it's the best turn-based RPG on Switch. That's what I'm saying. Wow, Grandia One, it's fucking great. It looks like so pretty. It's, high praise. it's written really well. I mean, it, well, for me, it just hit all. It just checked all the boxes for me. It was like exactly what I wanted. And Grandia Two is almost like it's almost Skies of Arcadia level, but it looks not as good. But it's same era, so like I'm, I fucking love it. It's totally worth the 40 bucks. If anybody says it's overpriced, you're full of shit. You'll get over 100 hours out of the game from playing both of those. I looked at, they're like 60 hour RPGs, like both of them are. So you get 120 hours out of that game. I love those early 32 uh, bit RPGs too, because they weren't trying to be anything but, you know, a 16 bit RPG that had more resources, you know, so yeah. they had, they could make the game bigger or they could have oh, like, yeah, no. voice voiceover or you know what i mean but it still looked like just like a souped up super nintendo rpg right that's kind of what grandy is like sure it, it is but there's a there's 3d backgrounds there's polygon backgrounds it's the big yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah and you can uh you can rotate the you can rotate the camera to try to see different treasures and stuff in the background is the idea it's kind of almost reminded me a little bit of like captain toad sort of where you have like a you know, you have a thing where you're like moving around nice to try to figure out you. all the different parts. That's kind of how it works. But I mean, I know like Dragon Quest is like probably super on your mind right right now, which we'll totally talk about. But but Grandy is really good. Like I feel like you totally love it. And I also kind of thought about. I always I wondered about uh, John's uh, opinion on RPGs. You, you told me that you thought it was kind of like Super Mario RPG, but it's it's different. Well, I mean, I, I was saying that based on my memory of it from what, what, what the last time I, I put it in my Dreamcast was like 15 years ago. Mm. I, what I think I meant to say was that it was different. It's not just like selecting your move on a menu. I didn't remember exactly how it was different. So maybe I, I guess I was wrong to say it was like Super Mario RPG, but it was different and I liked it. So it stood out to me. Oh, okay. Um, so you did. So you did enjoy it. You liked what you played of it. Yeah, and I think the only reason that I stopped playing it was that the GameCube came out. Oh, okay. Because I got it like I got it 
uh, summer of 2001. Yep. And then I I left for college, so I was distracted with that. And then the GameCube came out, so it was just a matter of too much going on, mm. and I never picked it back up. Sure. But um, yeah, I, ever since they announced it, my my attention has been raised on it. And I would consider getting it. Sure. No, I was just, I thought it'd be fun to do like a Patreon thing where like, uh, I would, I'd be like, how much, cause I feel like, I mean, I know you're not an RPG guy, John, but I'm, but I'm mm. also like, I'm like, how much do you know about RPGs? I kind of want to mm. do like a fun, like experiment. Well, I'll, I'll buy you an RPG that I think you might like and see how much you like it. You know, if something that'd that's be cool. More, cause I, cause I, cause playing that, I'm kind of like, well, I'm like, well, maybe, like, what what was what was the RPG that you played that like turned you off to all the others, John? Like, what was it the one where it's like, this is too slow, I don't get it. Like, what was it that put you into the into the mind escape that you are here? On RPGs? I think that I just never understood it fundamentally. Like, I remember going over to my my friend's house and he was into Final Fantasy, yeah. the original one, and you know, I was thinking along the lines of like Legend of Zelda, where you you run around and you you wave your sword around, you know, it's an action RPG. I just didn't understand fundamentally why I couldn't like hit the A button to swing the sword. Oh, okay. And so I didn't, I didn't have any frame of reference for tabletop role-playing games, which is what they were based on. I didn't know that. I didn't know that this was like the digital version of that. And so it just seemed to me like, why do I have to select my move from a menu? I never understood that from the time I was a kid until probably I think the first time I heard of like regular tabletop RPGs might have been around middle school or high school. Oh, okay. And then I could see the lineage and I could kind of understand, okay, oh, so this is supposed to be more like a tabletop game or a board game or what have you. But I just never, you know, by that time, I, I was so into all these other games. Like, why, why, why would I give it a shot? Oh, okay. Um, I, w- I was just curious because yeah, uh, that was it. I mean, the big, the big thing that like, like the reason I fell in love with RPGs was uh was story and like how most of them were longer. You know, when mm-hmm. I was uh when I was in high school, I was like, oh well, like Final Fantasy VI is like sixty hours versus like Super Mario World being like ten hours or fifteen hours or something like that. It was at the time of not having to work or not having to pay bills or whatever, and having a lot more time. I wanted a game that had a lot more meat to it, and uh, right. and also like the story was the big thing that that brought me into it and that's a big reason that I still play RPGs is a lot Which, of me- there's not much of a narrative in Super Mario World no there isn't at all but but that was Other really than Yoshi what... going out to get his friends at the beginning sure yeah but that I mean that was the whole reason that that pulled me into RPGs was like the character development like the story like it was all like that's what like well, I was like oh my god this is so good you know like like I remember playing Final Fantasy 6 the first time being like this is like a movie. It's like a really good movie, but it's on Super Nintendo, but it's like written so well, you know, and even showing it to my friends at the time, they were like, oh my God, this is like a movie, you know, it's like, mm. you know, it has that sort of dialogue and that's what brought me into it. I just thought it might be a fun thing to be like, hey, maybe we should try to see if we can get John to like an RPG. Cause, uh... I'm sure John's <laughs> a very economically minded gamer. So yeah. if you bought him a game, he would play it. Yeah, I, yeah I'd, buy, I'd buy you an RPG. True. Yeah. I'd just be curious to, because I think that I could find, I was saying, I think that I could find an RPG that you would like. Yeah, I what do you like, think is my, my gateway RPG? Well, I, I think you want, like, more of an action RPG, but also, like, yeah. but I think you don't really fully understand the battle systems of turn-based stuff, too. So I think there's a possibility, 
that we could maybe find a turn-based one that you liked as well. So maybe choose carefully because yeah. you could set my, my opinion <laughs> one way or another for well, the sure. rest of my life. Sure. I mean, I, I mean, I mean, this I mean, is the last chance. Yeah. I mean, I've talked, right. I've talked a lot about RPGs. Like RPGs are my favorite genre of games, hands down. And, uh, I'm just, I, it's almost like a project to me to be like, why, why would somebody not like RPGs? I think they're the best. I think that maybe you might even like something like Skyrim, which I can't stand, but you might understand that. You might like that because it's more about less story, but creating your own character and creating your own story, I guess. I guess that's why a lot of people like that stuff. So I don't know. And that's more action, but it'd be an interesting stuff thing to do in the future. But, but I'm intrigued. I'm open to it. Yeah. But speaking of that, we have to talk about the best RPG of this year on Switch. I mean, I don't even need to play all of it to say that. Uh, Dragon Quest Eleven. the demo is out right now. I it's did, meaty as fuck. It just came out. It just came out today when we're recording this uh, Wednesday. This will be Friday when you hear it. But yeah, um, I was unfortunately I was only able to play like 30 minutes of it because I saw that Jeremy was playing it, actually. And I was like, fuck, that's out. So I played a little bit of Turok too while I was waiting it for waiting for it to download, but I have it and oh my god, it looks like so fucking beautiful. The the story is there like right in your fucking face right at the beginning, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I'm like playing it. I'm like, oh my god, I know I've I've read and like heard like so much shit about this game for so long. I've been waiting forever to play fucking Dragon Quest Eleven, and here we are. Yeah, there's a meaty ass demo. Do you know how much time you can put into it, Jeremy? I was. I mean, maybe I, like... I've I've lollygagged a little bit, um, but I'm over four hours into it, and I, oh, like shit. I said, there's okay. definitely been some times where I've like left it, like paused and went and done other stuff. So I don't know for sure. Oh, that, okay, that's I figured entirely accurate. I, I figured... But at least at least two solid hours at this point of actual gameplay that oh, I've okay. put into it. I figured it was going to be like um, Octopath Traveler was. Or um, Valkyria Chronicles, yeah. uh, where it like stops at a certain chapter. Like once the story gets to this point, you can't go any farther. So I figured that, and I and I tried looking around online to figure out like where it stops, but I haven't found anything yet. But I mean, what I've played, I mean, I've been waiting for this game forever. I've been waiting for this game for like five years or something like that. I mean, it's probably three years. But yeah, no, just playing it on the Switch, I'm like, it looks so good. Like it plays so well, and I know. I played I played a bunch of Dragon Quest games, like seriously. I played one, two, three, four, five, seven, eight, nine. I played them all, man. Except I mean you you like from <laughs> early days of Nintendo Main, you've been a Dragon Quest fanboy, so Yeah, well I mean like, I and you I even got, dove deep into like I did conquering Dra- your original cartridge. I did. I played Dragon Warrior One, the one I got for free from Nintendo Power. I beat that game on my fucking NES when it works still, so yeah, and and then I bought the Game Boy Advance, uh, Dragon Quest two and three, and all that. I've been wanting to buy this game for over a year. I I can't remember exactly when it came out for PS four, yeah. but like I've been like I think it was not la- buying it every time it goes on sale. I don't buy it. I think it was but last I want year to because I'm like I'm gonna want this on Switch. I just can't yeah. play it yet. Well, I think it was last year that it came out for PS four, but the previous year it came out in Japan for PS four and and three DS on Nintendo three DS. That's right, and um, and there's uh, there's parts of the 3ds version, but we can't play them yet, which kind of sucked. I was a little upset about that. That mm-hmm. in the demo you can't do the 2D version, because I've been really wanting Jess to play it. Like I, you know, cause she loves RPGs as well, and I'm like, I re- I really want you to get get on Dragon Quest because Dragon Quest is so good. Like the series is so good. 
And I was hoping that she could play the demo, but no, there's no 2D version available yet. And it does, like, what you play on the demo does carry over to the mm-hmm. game when you get the game, but not. The, but you can't do the 2D yet. I was like, come on, man. I want to try out the... Because I was, yeah. was going to do both. I was going to do both of them, like, back-to-back and all that. But, yeah, no, Just it's... Just uh, want to do the 2D? Uh, she has um, 3D, like, kind of gives her, like, motion sickness. So she's... Oh, got it. She likes to play the 2D games, was the idea. So she was really excited about playing it, but she wanted to play it in the in the sprite version of it which was only on the uh 3ds version which is not on the ps4 version so but yeah i know it's uh it's fully orchestrated uh i played it all in japanese like the 30 minutes i played was all in japanese and i don't know if you notice i don't know if you played on japanese or english but if you play it on the japanese mode like the lip syncing is like spot on like for every mm-hmm. fucking syllable and word and all that uh yeah that's why i did it too yeah no it looks it's great no i, I mean i I like tried I said, it on English, and I noticed that I, I thought I noticed that the lip syncing was syncing to the English as well. Oh, it might do that. Uh, I mean, some of the Final Fantasy games did that, so yeah, I know ten they did that where they lip synced it for both of them, or they like rewrote the words or whatever. There's like a localization stuff about that. But. I mean, a big thing we're getting with this demo is that it's not even having to do with lip syncing, but like it's fully or- orchestrated music um, that wasn't in the original release. So yeah, I don't, I don't know if you could. Uh, I don't know if you could do Japanese either on the English side of things on the PlayStation 4 one as well. But yeah, no, it's fully orchestrated on the uh, soundtrack stuff and all that. And Yeah, no, I just, uh, yeah, no, like I said, I didn't get that much time to play it, but everything I played, I absolutely loved. And I just wanted, I just like, I was like, poured, put it in my veins, you know? I was like, I'm mm-hmm. into this. I want all of it. I want everything about this game. I want every, every part of it. I'm a little worried, actually, and maybe I'll get into it more when I talk about what I've been playing, but about dethroning uh, what I thought was my game of the year, to be honest. Oh, what, a Mario 2? Really? Mario yes, Mario 2. I'm I'm a huge fan. <sighs> well, I mean, so. I, uh, I kind of thought that I would give Dragon Quest Eleven game of the year regardless, just because I love the series so much. I figured I was going to give it that on my side and i thought about when i was playing it today i was like oh are jeremy and i are we going to give it the same thing but don't get me wrong i'm so super excited for luigi's mansion 3 like that's another thing that's like really big in my you know like i love i'm also actually excited for the new pokemon yeah because once again it's like very similar to dragon quest like i'm gonna jump in and i'm gonna go head over heels for something new that's old well i mean well it's another well yeah it's yeah, it has a huge legacy and all that. But I was thinking about that when I was playing Grandia. I was like, God damn, I like really love this Grandia HD collection. But I know that it's going to get thrown under the bus really quickly for Dragon Quest Eleven and Pokemon Sword and Shield. We'll throw it under the bus. But as far as like old school RPGs, like hands down, like I fucking recommend it big time. Like it's my pick of the week. I know, I know, Dragon Quest Eleven. The demo is free, but. I really encourage everyone who listens to this show to really to check out Grandia the HD collection because it just hit, it hit me right on the spot. I was like, "Oh no, this is good! Like this is really really good. I love this, and I love both of them." But no, the game is really really pretty, like incredibly pretty. Like I I know I said that I had a problem with the uh, sprites mixed with the uh, 3D backgrounds and all that, but they make it work. Like it works really really well. And yeah, that's all I've really been wanting to play. It's just. I just want to play Grandia one and then Grandia two, you know, and then Dragon Quest, of course, next month. But yeah, but that's that's what I've been playing. You can uh, continue on, Jeremy. I know, I know, we've played a few of these of the same. Sure, yeah. Uh, I, 
I'll, I'll keep it brief, but Extermination Force, still playing that, haven't given up on it. Uh, Frustrationation, or whatever you want, whatever I call it previously, <laughs> like, I've gotten better at it. Um, I did follow your advice, Trey, and do some grinding with the early uh, bosses so I could get the upgraded weapons. That did help a lot. Um, so I'm on the fifth one now, and I thought that I had beat him, and then he split into two, so that's the one I'm on. Oh, okay. Uh... So there's two. I'm I'm trying to remember the different the different uh, robots. He said he's very similar to the second one, but he's actually walking around, and you have to like go up under him and shoot his crotch. Oh, okay. The one that I got. It's like the most looks I think I ever got on Twitter was uh, putting a putting a thirty second thing of me just shooting him in the crotch, being like, "Okay, this is what this game's about." I like. I it. mean, this is definitely <laughs> the robot that I've seen the most in the teaser videos and stuff I saw. So I think that's kind of the yeah. This is one of the main robots they want you to know about. And yeah. It's a pretty cool robot, and uh, it uses the um, – it's the second one to use the uh, magnetic gloves. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To use the magnetic gloves. So the first one's the big escargo one, yeah. which was the fourth one, and then, yeah, I'm on the fifth one. So the fourth one, the snail one, actually stumped me for quite a while. Oh, that one sucks. Once I figured out what to do, <laughs> it was not that hard at all. I mean, I like played it, but, yeah, that one that one sucked. Like, I mean, it sucked as in, like, I died a lot when I first played it. Oh, I've died a lot on every single one. I mean, that's, but then it's fun going back to the early ones and just kicking their ass with the new weapons too, mm-hmm. yeah, and grinding. No, yeah, no, I mean that's yeah. You're you're grinding, you grind for money to to be able to buy new stuff. It's basically what it but is. At this point, I think I have everything, at least everything that's available, because the shop just says sold out. Yeah. So I've been playing that. Uh, I have not beaten the fifth boss yet. It's like I said, I've got to the point where I thought I beat him, and then he split into two. And I didn't have very much energy left, and that's the furthest I've gotten. Oh, okay, that was but it's fun. That boss did end up being like one of my favorites to to come back and play. So so you you'll get there. Like that that one is a lot of fun. The one the one with the two. Like I, I, I think still it's... think the second boss is the most bullshit boss that I've faced. I still feel that way about that second that uh, big centipede looking motherfucker. Yeah, no, that that one sucks. Yeah, because of like shooting the legs and climbing up vertically. Um, the way that whole like timing works where you have to jump just in time for the legs to close. Like I'm sure I'll get it eventually, but then you've also got missiles coming at you the entire time and it's not the coolest. So even going back with my upgraded weapons, I, I don't like that boss so far. Maybe eventually I will, but that first boss is a lot of fun. The third boss is really fun to play with the, uh, the, uh, wave laser. It's pretty much the wave beam from, Metroid, but uh, oh, sure, yeah, Metroid. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that reminds me of, you know, I got that as well. Um, so yeah, I played that, and then I played very little Forager this week, so be proud of me. I'm I'm <laughs> getting away from that game, but um, you got like I a... still played it. I probably put an hour or two into it, I'm not gonna lie, but uh, mostly I've just been like maximizing my uh productivity in the game. It, uh-huh. and I think I've heard some people call that spreadsheet gaming in the sense that. You're looking for the men max of what you put into versus what you get out of. And so that's kind of how I've been playing that game lately, just maximizing the uh, resources I get from what I put in. But uh, it's definitely still super addictive. And when new stuff comes out for it, I'm going to want to play it more. So, But I will say I think for sure, just like Stardew, when I said I was putting it on the back burner, I think uh, Forager's on the back burner officially right now. Sure. Well, I I was looking at I mean I, I was looking at your profile on the uh, 
on the Nintendo Switch Online, and it says that you've put over 55 hours already into Forager. So, oh, yeah. So you definitely got your money's worth. I mean, for 20 oh, absolutely. bucks, like, for sure. fuck yeah. I you still know? highly recommend that game. If you're into the grinding part of RPGs, and if you're into the farming part of Minecraft, or uh, uh, like I said before, like Minecraft or... Uh, uh, why am I blinking on the name of it now? The side scrolling with Terraria. Oh yeah, yeah. It's got a lot in common with those things. So and it, those games are fun. And it's funny because like we this is only like a couple episodes ago when we were talking to Six, it was like uh you were like, I kinda like Forager and then like and then it was like sixty hours later, you know, you just It sunk its hooks into me it. real deep and it was like, I can understand you, you why went people hard into love that. these games. Like it, it's so much like I was trying like to sort of compare it to a game I didn't get really into, but have you guys heard of Cookie Clicker? Yep. No. It's kind of like Cookie Clicker in that sense that you can't go away from it because literally everything you do... So Cookie Clicker was literally every time you click your mouse, you got XP, kind of. And so you just kept upgrading like how you could like collect more stuff because you would upgrade by how many times you clicked, and it kept track of how many times you clicked. And so, like, you just saw yourself becoming, like, a god over time because you just kept, like, reaping in more resources with your actions because you were creating, like, if I just, like, stop and just let these things collect, that's great. I'm, but if, gosh darn it, if I don't want to, like, I don't want to talk about Forger too much, so I'm done with Forger for now. But uh, I also got a couple of games, and I, I may have mentioned it last week, but, you know, I did mention that I got my uh, balance board. Yeah, you got and, the, you got the Weibo, and now you have a. Uh, now I bought a couple of games Weebo. that were specifically yeah. tailored to that game, yeah. and I do want to mention uh, I got Wii Fit Plus for four seventy five, mm. including shipping. And I and I, I fully I, I with think, the case and the manual, so I literally spent five dollars flat. Nice on, Wii Fit on the board Plus. and yes. Oh. I uh and I think I was wrong. I think last week I said Wii Fit Plus. I meant Wii Fit U, the U version. That's different. But Wii Wii Fit Plus was the second was the second one, and Wii Fit U right. was the third one. But regardless, they're still fun to play. Um, have you been playing it with the Weibo with the balance board? Yes, I actually uh, been doing the yoga. The yoga is fun. I've kind of always wanted to do yoga, but I don't want to go to a yoga class. I especially don't want to go to a hot yoga class. I don't it even sounds know, terrible. I don't, I don't even know what that <laughs> is. <laughs> Do you like get a sandwich in there or something? Like what? What is the hot yoga class? The hot yoga class is where you sweat your balls off while you're doing yoga. Oh, I was say like they, get, they give you sauna. like they give you like some hot. It's kind food of like a sauna. Yeah. Time. There's a lot of variations of yoga that have had their like moment in the sun as far as being trendy. Um, there's there's goat yoga where you do yoga and then goats are like walking around you and they climb on you and stuff. Oh, I don't terrible. know if I would do that either, but <laughs> um, but yoga on the Wii Balance Board is super accessible, and I get to see the uh, Wii Fit trainer who I've been playing in Smash Brothers from time to time. Like, <laughs> I actually get to see her like Genesis. And you get to, She's like, there you in get the to, game. Like, Tell me what the, to do. You get to do all the moves. Like a, yeah, yeah, yeah. A but it's all about your center of balance, so it's kind of cool because because the Wii is an you know it's a full xy or i guess it's a full xy it's not a z it's full xy axis of like how you're moving so it's not just uh based on one leg or the other like it's keeping track of your entire center of balance so did it do, and it's also like brain age because it tells you your age and it kind of like oh, taunts sure, you yeah, yeah. being like 
oh, you're 47 right now. That se- it seems like you're really weak. It literally <laughs> says that. It seems like it's like you're 47. Your muscles are much weaker than they should be. Like it just calls you weak. It's always the worst when it like tells you like what your actual age is. It's like it's like you're 39. And I'm like, yes, I am. And it's like, but you should be 21. And I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> when, uh, I don't know if we ever talked about this on the show, but the um, I think we might have. But you know those balance boards are made out of old like N64 analog sticks. Did you? Did we you have talked that? about that. Yeah. Wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was used. They repurposed uh, the technology. Yeah, they they like recycled old N64 controllers to make the balance board. We do. I'm pretty sure we did talk about that on a old old Nintendo main episode. But yeah, yeah. yeah. It's fucking cool. <laughs> like I just, it's a big reason why I theorized when the uh, the new 3DS came out. That was one screen, or the new 2D, the 2DS when it first came out. I was like, is that just repurposed Wii U controllers? Because based be, on yeah. the, the reusing the Wii Balance Board uh, N64 thing. Yeah, I mean, well, that's Nintendo. They're they're very great about doing as much as they can to spend less money. You know, <laughs> like it's always uh, anything that doesn't get used, we use it again for something else. We use that's a new yeah. game, <laughs> but Wii Fit Plus is great. Like, um, I highly recommend it if you have a Wii U or a Wii, um, and you can get one for quarter at a garage sale. Like, do this because it's fun. And like, um, actually, my partner came over and she did the, uh, she was doing some of the yoga poses too. And it's kind of crazy how like it has you monitoring not only your breathing. And your balance, but like a pose you're doing at the same time. So like you, it just kind of builds on that concept. Like initially you're just working on your balance and then it adds the breathing, then it adds the actual pose. And I don't know. It's really cool. Of course, I, I don't think that it's the most accurate thing. You know, it's like playing just dance on the Wii. Like it's not really monitoring how you move. It's just the position of the Wii motes, but having an actual like, scale slash center of gravity detection device underneath you does work you out like i was sweating really hard at the end of my first yoga session and i had turned off the ceiling fan because otherwise i was gonna like hit my hands on it when i did the uh tree pose so i had to turn off my ceiling fan and i sweated so i was pretty much doing (laughs) hot yoga without realizing it you were you're doing what you said you didn't want to do the hot yoga i was doing it at home for five bucks yeah no i i just i love that the that the weibo worked like the 25 cent one that you got and because you said the batteries were all like fucked up in it when you got it but yeah the batteries had like exploded and yeah it's all like battery acid on the inside of the terminal but i mean but but here we are uh next episode it's like Everything's completely working. You're playing Wii Fit Plus, you know, like that's I cool. tried. I, I was going to say, I, I actually tried Punch Out. Did not like it. It Flash sucks. Joe kicked my ass. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no, don't play it on the Weibo. Like, it's the worst way to do it. Yeah, I think I tried it for like 10 minutes. Yeah, my, like I said, one of my old roommates, he was doing it, and I was like, I was like, dude, what are you doing? Just don't do that. Just just play it. Just play it on the control pad. It's a great game, but, but a game, don't, don't do it yeah, that way. But a game that was literally built from the ground up for it, Wii Fit is amazing and of course, i love yeah, it yeah. it's it's a lot of fun so far there's actually like while i was playing it's like do you want to download the we fit you app it's a separate app you download that just does the daily testing so that you can leave your you know if i was playing uh i don't know skyward sword or something we're thinking back in the Wii days like where i had that disc in my Wii, you could still do your daily training oh, without like changing cool. the disc out 
That's neat. Yeah, that's that's a nice. So nice it actually had there. me download that app, and now I use that for my testing. Uh, I've done it three days in a row. Um, it's a lot of fun, and uh, so I highly recommend Wii Fit Plus. It's it's Wii Fit but better because they just added a bunch of extra stuff to it. It's literally that game plus. With it also used the motion plus in some way. It does not. No. No. There's I'm, nothing with the actual Wiimotes, as far as I can tell so far. I'm surprised. Which kind of, that... like, disappointed me, because I was hoping, like, maybe you could hold two Wiimotes, and it would just, like, be even more accurate with, like, mm. the balance part. But I'm, it's I'm, entirely yeah. based around, like, the, the board. The board is, like, the board is life. Well, you should try to get a hold of the uh, Wii Fit U version, then, because... That was the the only. I mean, I played oh, well. I played Wii Fit. I played John's Wii Fit when he had it. Mm-hmm. But um, the main the version that I played the most was the Wii U version. And there is you do use the you use the Motion Plus controls, and you also use the um the the remote, the Wii U remote. So there is there's more shit in that on that. So I was like, you know, yeah. So one thing that I was disheartened to learn through the Wii Balance Board is that my right leg is absolute shit especially my right ankle <laughs> um i didn't even know that i had a much weaker right ankle until this week and uh i can't do the uh tree pose you can't be it's a the tree. one where you put your left where you put your leg up on your thigh oh and you stretch straight up yeah, i can't no, uh, do that on my right yeah, leg yeah my right ankle is fucked yeah we fit trainer does it like in in smash brothers but i, I don't yeah remember i had no idea until just a couple of days ago that i needed to do some serious strength training on my right ankle um i'm right hand dominant that's how i write and stuff and how i do most things in my life with my right hand um but i'm left leg dominant when I skateboard, I've always I've always skateboarded goofy when I skateboard, mm-hmm. and I always thought that was strange. But I think it all goes back to my junior year of high school when I completely broke my right ankle. I broke it real bad. Oh, yeah, and uh, I think that I adjusted to putting most of my weight on my left leg then, and I think I've just like that's carried through in my life, and now like I'm seeing it in through <laughs> we this wee thing I spent five bucks on. I'm like, wait, I just got diagnosed by a virtual doctor that my the trainer got on. She said, you're right. Angle is shit. They're literally yeah. saying that to me. Not in <laughs> so many words, but they're like, your right leg. Not needs shit, strength but quite, training. Yeah. Almost there. Because my balance is amazing. You know, according to the game, I mean, it's probably just trying to get me to keep playing, but it's like your balance is great, but your right side needs work. And that's so strange to me. Like I said, because I'm right hand dominant so that's just not how my body works i guess and i've learned it in the past couple of days but there you go um so i'm gonna be working on that daily and hopefully when we speak next week i will have strength trained every day and i'm gonna get the most value out of my 25 cent purchase (laughs) that i made in my 475 um ebay purchase but i did buy one other game that's balanced. Yeah, no, I I didn't even know that this was a game. I was pretty excited that you got it. But go for it. It's called Monkey Ball Step and Roll. I didn't and it's even, a monkey yeah. ball game that was released exclusively to be paired with the Wii Balance Board. Like it was how it was sold. Like you use this for fitness, and it's a game. That's awesome. And it even has like an extra monkey that's in there. That's just a trainer. He's not I.I., he's not, you know, Mimi, he's not Gon Gon, he's mm. not Baby. Yeah. He's a different, a fifth monkey 
who is a, a trainer that yells at you. <laughs> Sounds like a trainer. It's just like, you're doing everything wrong. <laughs> Do it this kind way. Of. Yeah. Um, so I managed to play through the first set of levels with it. But goddamn, if it isn't hard to do. Sure. Because it's all about like, if you want to go forward, you literally have to lean forward. And then that's like messing with your balance because, and then if you want to go backwards, you have to lean back. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. probably like riding one of those hoverboards that aren't hoverboards. Maybe, but less. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> they call them hoverboards, but they're not. They're not hovering. Come on. Left and right's no big deal, but forward and backward, that's where the, that's where the monkey ball gets. Shitty, especially in Monkey Ball, when you think of like how the camera always goes kind of nuts. Like that isn't stop. That's not gone in this game. So like, if you suddenly have to go 180, 180 degrees because you missed like a little tiny turn or something, you literally have to lean your entire body weight backwards to bring the monkey to a stop, and then the camera rotates 180 degrees, and then you get to go where you need to go. So. I barely got through the uh, the first set of levels. I did, and I actually beat the bonus level with all the bananas and stuff. So it was cool. But I tried to play the mini games after that. That's where it fell off because I was like, Monkey Target, which is in there. There's a version of Monkey Target, and that's like one of my favorite Monkey Ball games. Yeah, yeah. It's a great game. How does that work with the balance board? And it's absolute shit. Doesn't. I'm sorry to say it. <laughs> But it's bad. Does uh does Wii Fit Plus does it have like the uh, Mario like the Super Mario style 3D levels? Is that on there, or is that only on the on the Wii U version? I don't know. Like I the ones where you like kind of you kind of walk in place, but it's like a big 3D world. Like, is there? I, I felt like that I was on seen Plus. Like that so far. Oh, okay. So far, the game is so. just a um, maybe. It just all... seems like a brain age, but with the Wii balance board. Okay, maybe it's only the Wii U version, but but yeah, no, it had some really really cool levels that were based off of like 3D Mario levels, which I thought was a lot of fun. To like, uh, you know, we have to like sort of like fake jump over stuff and all that. It's it's really cool. It reminded me of that when you're talking about a uh, Monkey Ball. But yeah, I didn't before you before you said uh, told us that um that you had that. I didn't even know that was a balance board thing. That was like completely out of my periphery or whatever on a uh, balance board games. I'd forgotten about step and roll. Like it's also a, a monkey ball game we didn't really ever delve into. Yeah, and yeah. supposedly, I've been reading reviews of it, you know, retroactively. And it's like, ditch the, ditch the board. It's one of the best monkey ball games. If you, you just play, play it with a controller. Remote. Yeah, you can. Oh, can you? You can literally play it. Like, you can either use the, the Wiimote as, like, you know, like you kind of do in um, Banana Blitz where you actually tilt. But you can use it also with a nunchuck where you just play it in a traditional way. Is there some kind of health component to it? Like when you're playing a regular monkey ball no. level with your balance board? No. no. Nope. It's just all about like, let's take this new gimmick that Nintendo has and we'll build a game around it. And of course, they're going to like help fund the production of this game because it's based around. Because monkey ball was like a huge deal on the on the Wii. Or I'm sorry, on the GameCube. And yeah. not so much on the Wii, but... It was still like a Sega first party thing that it, I think I mean, it was, Nintendo was like, yes, they're supporting our new peripheral. It, I mean, it was there at the beginning for the Wii. I mean, it was in the launch window like Banana oh. Blitz was. So I feel like and they were also there at the very beginning of the DS as well. So I, mean, yeah. I feel like I feel like Monkey Ball is always like all about supporting Nintendo stuff. So so it makes sense, you know, they would be there for step and roll. Also, this but, uh, is, I would say go ahead. No, I was just going to say uh, 
it is on Wii Fit Plus. Uh, obstacle course, I guess is what it's called. It kind of it kind of looks like um it, it basically it basically looks like uh looks like a Mario Mario 3D World or or Mario um Galaxy type level, and you just all about leaning. Yeah, you just you like move around and and you're you're basically you're basically kind of going through a. 3D. Oh, you walk in place to go forward and yeah, then you like lean over. Oh, yeah, I think I remember that. Yeah, I, I thought these were cool. Like they, they basically kind of felt like I you were doing a Mario level. But those, those, this they, doesn't seem too far removed from some of the like exercises. It's just a 3D representation of what you would do in some of those uh, uh, object avoidance exercises that they have. But I mean, but you're you're dodging like giant balls on chains, and I mean that's yeah. like something that you would see in Mario. Well, there's games like that on there that I have played that are just like a pixel moving and like shifting things, and you lean left and right to avoid like. Yeah making impact and it's kind of the same thing just a 3d representation but this one was like when i saw the 3dness of it i was like oh cool it's like uh it's like you're playing a mario game but you're like you know moving yourself to do it like that's what i thought of it was like oh cool that's you the me you're basically mario in like galaxy or like sunshine or so that's what i thought of it when i saw it and i thought it was pretty rad but uh let's talk about the the best game that you got which is still sealed for reasons i don't understand well, I haven't had any time to really like bust it <laughs> open, but yeah, I have Tokyo Mirage Sessions. I own that game now. Yeah, it's uh, one of the best, one of the best games for Wii U. You will see it all sealed. over the internet. I have not even busted the package on it, but uh, I do own a brand new factory sealed copy of Tokyo Mirage Sessions. You should. So probably, wait, should that should. scratch my Fire Emblem itch? Should that scratch my RPG no, itch? It Maybe. Won't. It, it won't it won't scratch your fire emblem itch. It's not like fire emblem. It's more like it's more like it's persona. supposed to be. No, I, the only similarity it has characters in it from fire emblem, but it's not. But it but it it isn't the the turn based strategy. It's it's a turn based RPG. It's basically more like persona than anything else. Yeah. But it's good. Like it's a very good game. Like I like I like the characters. I like the story. But I own it, and it, yeah, yeah, it may be the best RPG aside from what. Color Splash. Zeno. No, Zeno X, man. Zeno. That's what I was going to say. Color the Color Splash 2. Fuck Color The Splash. only RPG I beat on the Wii. <laughs> that wasn't a re, you know, a remake or yeah. a uh, virtual console. Yeah, no, I think I think the two best Wii U RPGs are Zeno X and, and Tokyo Mirage, hands down. I officially own both. You have both of them. But yeah, no, hands down, I would say those are the best RPGs. But I'm happy I got it. It came quick. Um, it was like you said, it was a verified package. So I just was lucky enough. It was kind of funny because I went, I went to my kitchen to like get a drink out of the fridge or something, and I looked out the window, and my just at that moment, the post office or uh, the mail person was showing up to like put mail in my most uh, in my mailbox, and she like did that, and then she like looked up and she made eye contact with me through the window. And then she like backed up a little bit. I'm like, I wonder if this is the one. So I just didn't make a big deal out of it because I don't know. It was an awkward moment where I'm like, I made eye contact with the mail carrier. Like, that's weird. It doesn't normally happen on a day to day basis. Mm-mm. And uh, I just like, what about my business? And then, uh, you know, two or three minutes later, I hear a knock at the door. I'm like, and then I heard like a beep, like a, an electronic beep. I'm like, this is my thing. <laughs> and it literally was. I uh, She like, I open up the door. She's like, I'm going to need you to sign for this package. I'm like, is it from Japan? She's like, yep. Mm. Sign for it. And that was exactly what it was. Yeah, actually, if, uh, I, if I had not been there, I would have had to uh, go to the post office for it. Our mail delivery carrier for our street was like, um, 
I don't know if she was on the phone or she was just talking to herself, but I was, uh, I was like putting my shoes on. Jess and I, we were going somewhere. I don't remember actually where we were going, but, uh, but I was like by the window and I heard somebody talking and I looked down there and I saw my mail carrier with a package, you know, holding it, one that looked like a game, you know, looked like a, like a DVD or whatever. And, uh, oh yeah. And we had, and yeah, we had fucking, the empire was shooting on our street too. It was like, everything was all fucked up. Like we didn't know where to park and all and all that. But I look, I looked out there and I saw that she had it and I came down there and I was like, and I checked my mailbox and I was like, I think you have a package for me. And she's like, Oh, you were, you were so right on time. I have it right here. And then it was, it was magical. And then super mm-hmm. robot wars tea and then, and then Gundam and all that. And it was great. Because like, and you telling that story, Jeremy, kind of reminded me of like back in the days of the Switch before it came out. When you said you were like a, you were like a dog on the window, like looking looking for your mail person. Like, uh, oh yeah, when the Switch, you're like, wait, wait, is it? And even even way back for the Star Fox Zero, we kind of did the same thing where it's like mm-hmm. uh, where you ordered it and you're like, wait, are you? Is this it? Is it? What was? I mean, that, that happened to me with the the actual Switch. I was waiting on the Switch to show up, and then mm-hmm. after that, I was just like watching outside, like. Please, Breath of the Wild, come here before I have to go to work. I want to at least say I've played the game a little bit, and it ended up showing up at like 20 minutes after I left for work, mm-hmm. according to the order tracker or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I missed actually playing my Switch the first day, like right when I got it by like 20 minutes. You got the system, but not the game. The game yeah, arrived later. I just had a Switch. All I could do was just set up the Switch <laughs> initially. All you can do is play like... Uh... Well, I, I downloaded Snipper Clips, but yeah, like, yeah, yeah, that one. it, it still hadn't finished downloading by the time I was ready to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I just played uh, Fast RMX, I guess, is all I had for the Switch when I got it. Because, yeah, I was playing Breath of the Wild on Switch Wii U. dubs on the Wii U. Yeah. Well, uh, is that... Are you, have you talked about DQ at all? I mean, we, I mean, we, we, we talked about, about it together. A little but, bit. I yeah. don't want to be a spoiler boy, so I will just say I've played it for long enough that I'm surprised it keeps going. And that's why I said at the top of the show, like, keep that demo going. Like, Oh, yeah, yeah. Basically, you know, it's it's like any other JRPG where you leave your hometown to go on a big quest and everybody sees you off. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm already to a point where they're like, let's go back and visit your hometown. And I'm like, wait, really? Like, <laughs> is this demo still going? Yeah. So well, that's kind of where I'm at. I don't want to, like, spoil anything beyond that fact. But I'm just like, as far as I know, I'm about to go back to the place where everybody was, like, seeing me off as though I was going to be gone for a long time. And I'm going to see that place again in the demo. I, I am actually, I'm going to say a spoiler thing right now. It's ridiculous. So do you remember when the game started, when the demo started, when you saw those little ghost guys? Yeah. You don't hear anything about them until after you beat the game. Spoilers. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> until after a hundred hours into it, they will not tell you a single thing about those fucking ghost dudes until the post game. You know this just from reading about it. I know about it from a podcast I've listened to. I'm just saying. Okay. I'm telling you. I like as I said earlier. I've listened to shit about this for like the past three years. Like mm-hmm. you know, like how you can move around while you're in the battle thing, which I automatically turned off because there's no point to it. The whole reason that that's in there is because they originally wanted it to be an action RPG, and there was a huge backlash in Japan. I thought that if you moved away from your enemy, I thought that... It doesn't matter, no. uh, I thought that you were a further distance from the enemy, so like when they hit you, it took less energy away. No, when they were originally developing it, they originally wanted it to be more of an action-based RPG, and there was huge backlash in Japan because... 
Dragon Quest is the original console RPG, and they want it to be the same as it always was, which I appreciate that. <laughs> Keep supporting turn-based combat. It's the best thing. But yeah, no, I guess that's what happened, and that's why they you can still kind of move around, because they were originally going to make the battle system different, but when they did the testing audience, they weren't into it. So they wanted them to keep it the way it was. But as far as Dragon Quest goes, I mean, <laughs> but did you turn keep... off? Did you turn off where you could run around in the thing? I, just I didn't made turn it, it off. I, made I, mean, a I, did, I thought that, yeah. <laughs> like I said, I thought that the further you got from the enemy, yeah, it doesn't. It if doesn't you were able anything. to attack and then run away immediately, that you would receive less damage, or you would be more likely to block or avoid the attack. So that's what I've been yeah. doing with the free range running around. No, nah, no, it doesn't do anything. But if it doesn't matter then I guess I'll turn it off or I just won't even I, I run mean, around during battle. I mean you can run around, you can change your camera angle or whatever, but no, it really doesn't matter. It doesn't do anything. But on the other side, uh Grandia, they're actually in Grandia you can actually do that. That's uh in your menu system if you choose to evade, you can actually run farther away from the enemy and you can actually dodge attacks in that way which is why Grandia has an amazing battle system. But no, you, you can do that. You have to do it in the menu. You can't move around. But yeah, that just reminded me of that while you're talking about it. But Grandia is great, people. Fucking get it while you're waiting for Dragon Quest Eleven. Get it. It's awesome. It's very good. I am. I was already super hyped for DQ, but now I'm just like, I'm at fever pitch, and I'm also like, I want to keep playing the demo, but I'm also like, scared for that moment that it's over because i don't know does that mean like it's over and then i have to wait or does that mean i can keep going back and doing side quests and like grinding my characters and stuff because as long as that's fine as long as i can keep doing that you might then i'm fine with it i would think but that you can... is there a point where it's just like save and then i literally have to wait until the new game comes out to continue my save. But if that happens, then you just start up a new file. You get well, I mean, it. I would, I would, I would actually actually do that. You could, but then you won't have all the you won't have all the levels that you had on the other one. I, Let I, me give you one complaint, though. Let me give you one complaint about Dragon Quest. Okay. So I've been playing a bunch of, uh, as you guys know, I've been playing this game called Forger a lot. Oh God, does Forger have shit it, on Dragon Quest? It's instant <laughs> gratification on any any like crafting you do. And Dragon Quest is not like that. When you finally get the forge where you can forge your uh, own weapons and armor and stuff, yeah. like the actual like uh, process of doing that is super tedious. Dragon Quest is? Yes. Well, yeah, cause that's because it's been the same since, what, like six or eight? I think it was like since... So the, I just want to be like, I have the, the materials, two one. bam, it's, yeah. it's put together. But you actually have to open up the menu uh, and then... Set up, set your go to like your important items, and then you go to mini forge, and you open up the forge, and then you choose what type of item you want, and then you choose what item you want within that, and then you confirm whether or not you have the resources, and then you do that, and then you go through a mini game where you actually like make the thing. Mm. And so, like, I get that it's just its own system, but for me, it was just like, I just want to make a bronze sword, like. Just let me do that because I have the resources. I'll just do sure. it. Sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, I think the last one that I played that had that system was Dragon Quest Nine, and I felt like it was pretty. I felt like it was pretty quick. So maybe this one nope. has some extra shit. I haven't. I mean, I haven't played Dragon Quest Eleven's version of it, but 
I felt like nine worked really well. It's just like put two things together, boom, you got like extra herbs or whatever you need, you know. I felt like it was pretty quick, but maybe it gets faster eventually, but yeah. initially it's just like wow. I spent like a minute and a half making a sword that I knew I had the resources for, but I had to go through all this tedious action to make it happen. Have have you read have you read every book? Because uh... No. If if you if you go anywhere near a bookshelf, read all the books, because they will give you they will give you um, recipes. Yeah, they'll give you recipes to make and uh, and that sort of thing. In in Dragon Quest, uh, read anything or try to interact with everything because you can find you'll find more shit in that way. Like read all the books, all that shit. You'll you'll find you'll find things. But I'm uh, s- super looking forward to just digging more into this demo and yeah. you know i don't think you got as far as i did trey but i mean I'm i only like, played i only played a little bit but i loved every minute of it and, as far uh, as i can yeah. tell like i keep thinking like it's gonna be like there's been so many events in the game where i'm like all right this is where the demo ends and then it doesn't yeah. and so i go back to what a couple weeks ago where i was like or you know last week where i was like well the the builders demos were so meaty like this one's gonna be meaty this thing is Fucking! They give you some free beef jerky. That's me. <laughs> That's this game. Yeah, chew no. on it for a while. Like you got some stuff to like. Yeah, no, I was hang out with, and it's free. So I was, it's my. Yeah. It's definitely my pick of the week. Um, yeah. I would say um, we fit just because I've had a lot of fun with it, and, ha- and of course because it was five bucks total for the the controller and the game. Mm-hmm. But honestly, once again, just like I said last week about. Um, you know, other freedom. What was the other freedom? Gosh, dang it. I already forgot what it was. Cadence of Hyrule. Yes, Cadence, Cadence of Hyrule. Sorry. You got it. So just like Cadence of Hyrule, I would say this is my pick of the week because it's free. Anybody listening right now that has a Switch, you can get it for free. And you can play it, and you're going to get a couple of hours out of it if you like RPGs. That's that's what I was saying earlier, where like Grandy was my pick of the week until Dragon Quest came out. But still, come on, people. Play fucking the Grandy HD Collection. Both of those games are really good. I'm saying if you like RPGs, old school RPGs, like really play them. They're very, very good. But uh, what have you been playing, John? Well, I downloaded the Dragon Quest demo. I gave it a shot. Why not? You got it's free. Doesn't it lo- doesn't it look fucking beautiful though? Like it looks beautiful. Yeah, it's so it's, good. Yeah. Yeah. You know, to me, I've seen the, the PS4 version. Um, I I off the cuff can't really tell the difference. It looks great. I can't tell the difference yeah. either. I'm sure. I think it's. I think it's like maybe a little bit brighter, or like maybe the resolution's a little bit higher on the PS4 version, but doesn't really bother me at all. Like I don't, I didn't look at it and thought it looked bad. I was like, oh my god, this looks so good. Yeah. And when I was walking around, I was like, oh look at this, look at this. Like I, was I think all, it must like, have. Looking I at the also whole world like I'm theorizing it has something to do with like when you have other party members, they follow you. And I kind of think that maybe they like got rid of that in the Switch version, and they just appear in front of you after you do like a, you know, if you walk across a tightrope or you do something like that, where it'd be all this extra animation, they'll just like fade out and then appear again in front of you. Mm. I but I don't know. That. Maybe maybe in maybe in the PS4 version it does the same thing. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but overall, I'm impressed by like just the design of it all, and not even so much the graphical quality, whatever, but the like the character designs and the design of like the architecture and the plants and the way the leaves curl. And Oh yeah. yeah. It just, it's, there's a lot of detail in it and it just looks beautiful. Um, and then the, the score is really good. 
Um, it's been the same for years, that's, that's, <laughs> but it's orchestrated now. No, it's the same. Yeah, it's the same thing since the 80s, but yeah. <laughs> that said, I did only play it for about 15 minutes. Um, I got to, there was like the fog monster. I beat oh, the yeah, fog yeah, monster. Yeah. yeah. And, and then yeah. after that, I was like, yeah, I don't know. Again, the turn-based system just kind of turned me off, but um, it's the original, the original turn-based. Though they were the first. But I can see why you guys appreciate it because there's a lot of craft and care put into it. And you know, I wouldn't say I'm done with it. I might pick it back up again later. So we'll see. Yeah, from what Jeremy was saying, you you get a lot of hours out of it, so it's mm-hmm. worth worth checking out. I'd say at least two if you were nose to the grindstone, skipping through all the dialogue and just like. Mm-hmm. You know, going as far as you could. It's got to be at least two hours because I've I've skipped through a lot of scenes. Like, just like I can read, I read pretty quick, and so I'll like skip the vocal, like you know, the vocal part of it, and just fly through it. And I still am over four hours at this point. Yeah, other than that, Mario Maker Two, I didn't find any levels that I'd like to give pick of the week this week. Oh no! But, uh, oh no! We we this is damn. A, we had like we had like four weeks in a row of like of new Mario Maker stuff. Yeah, I didn't find any this week. Um, yeah, I I just I had a busy week, which is really the the culprit of that. You're not uh, even in California right now. No, I'm in Michigan, and I was in Augusta, Georgia, two days ago. So I've been jumping all around. Have you um, have you been able? I mean, have you been trying to play Mario Maker, and you just don't have internet, or have you tried? No, that? I've not been trying to play because I was I was working all weekend, so I I purposely stayed away from it. I did play it just a little bit. Well, I felt yesterday like yesterday when I got it, back to Michigan. I was saying, like you know, like traveling, like on the plane, or you know, or like downtime in the oh, hotel no. or whatever. It happened you're at. That my plane, um, both my planes were pretty tight, like physically, and so I'm a big guy, and like when it's tight and the plane is is booked, mm. you know, I don't like to like. Are you taking Spirit? No, I, don't I Delta. I took. Um, <laughs> I know you did, and I took uh, uh, American, but like one of the planes was was like a like a like a jet so it was like yeah. a like two seats in a row so like mm. i was sitting like right next to the person mm. so my my sort of de facto mode there is like just like sit still don't move i'm really uh, i'm really scared about that for the japanese one i feel like we're gonna have like yeah. no, we're gonna have no room you know <laughs> i'll be like all right cool like they just cram as many people as they can on the plane it's like 18 hours like this. Cool. All right. Because it's like be rough. hundreds of thousands of dollars <laughs> worth of fuel that they're using. I mean, I've I've never I've, – I've, I mean, it's been really hard for me to to be like uh, – to have enough room. I mean, John, you're taller than me, so you, so you know. But, I mean, yeah, it's been very hard for yeah. me to find leg room on a, on a plane like ever. So even like in the economy class or whatever, like it's – Yeah. yeah it's, it's still – it's difficult. You, know, you buy your ticket already to Japan, yeah. Yeah, you, yeah. You buy your tickets already. Yeah, um, yeah. Sometimes, like for those long flights, like it's it's worth it to maybe pay a little extra, just because physically, I've had flights where I get off and I, my knees hurt for like five days afterwards because they're slammed up against the seat in front of me. Mm. Um, so it's like I'm getting to a point where I have to, I have to shell out a little bit more for the more spacious flight. But um, yeah, so I didn't play Switch because. Like to go under the seat and get my my suitcase out and pull the switch out and all that. It's like I don't want to deal with it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I didn't play anything until yesterday when I got here to Michigan. I played a little bit of 
Mario Maker 2. Uh, and then actually today I got back into Cuphead, which was what I played the most. Are you at your sister's house? I'm at my parents' house. Oh, so you're, yep. you're, you're near the Pac-Man game. Actually, the Pac-Man game lives here at my parents' house right now. Yeah. That's another thing I talk about. So yeah. I have to figure this out because um, my parents aren't, aren't here yet. They're actually in Poland right now. Oh, um, but so... I'm going to ask them when they get back. So you got the place to yourself, man. Party right now. I got the whole place to myself. <laughs> but my Miss Pac-Man machine, it won't turn on. Oh, no. So oh, I'm, I'm wondering what's happening there. Mm. Um, I got to ask them when, when they get back. Um, yeah, I played Cuphead. Uh, that's where I got my my phrase from at the beginning, which was, what did I say? Torture. Oh, yeah. What's that? No, I just said torture because I know Cuphead is difficult. Torture, yeah, it's difficult. But <laughs> yeah. I had some success. Uh, my phrase was "You're a blimp and I'm no wimp." That's because the um, the blimp character who's on like the first set of set of stages. Uh, one of the things that she says is, "I'm a blimp and you're a wimp." Well, I beat her, so there it is. So you're, not, so, was, while. so you're not a wimp yeah. then. That was a tough one. You told yeah, her. That was really tough. You one. showed yep. her. Yeah. yeah. I've yeah, been... I, I actually, yeah. I think that was the one that made me quit the game in it originally, just because I was like uh, trying for like two hours to beat that boss. But yeah, so I'm at my parents' house. They have a nice big TV, and I'm like, hmm, what looks good that I can play on my Switch? So I went for Cuphead, and I played it for another two hours or so today. Got back into it, wow. and you know, I'm I'm coming around to the game. I initially was sort of turned off because it wasn't enough of like a platformer for me. I thought. The game with like the beautiful animation and the character could really benefit from being more of like a a little bit more of a traditional Mario style game. More environmental. Yeah. Yeah. More love... environmental. Yeah. You know, it's just it's a boss yeah. rush game. Well, I thought and it was not, I appreciate it for what it is. I mean it's it it's a contra game. It's like So yeah. is Mech Extermination Force. It's all yeah, but yeah. But I like Mech Extermination Force. I mean, well Mech yeah. Mech Mech is uh, totally boss rush, but Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, no, when I first saw Cuphead the first time, I was actually in the same, I was like, well, you're trying to do an old school thing, but you're basically making like a Contra game. I kind of wish it was more like a Mario style game. Yeah. And I was like, why do they have to shoot stuff out of their fingers? Like, why do they have to shoot anything? I don't know. Yeah. There's too, too many games you know, for Switch. I, I, didn't get I like it. the game. Yeah. I like it a lot. I still recommend that you pick it up, Trey. I don't think you picked it up yet, have you? I have not, no. Because it looked, yeah. too, looked too hard and I haven't played it in There's so long many... that my Switch is recommending I delete it. Oh, your Switch is recommending you delete it. Whenever I want to download something new, it like suggests that as something because yeah. uh, well, my memory card space is tight. Yeah, well, we'll I mean, we'll talk about downloading new stuff also in our new stuff, but but yeah, I say give it another shot. I have not played it at all yet, so I just I just have a. I got a lot of shit to play, man. There's a lot of stuff that I really, really like. On the the point I'm at, I mean, I'm at like, I think the third tier, the second or third tier where like, I have several different bosses I can play, but I can't beat any of them. So I have like a genie and there's like a big bird and then there's uh, the clown. I haven't beat the clown yet. I don't think maybe I did beat the clown, the balloon head clown. I may have beaten the clown actually. No, no, no. I've gotten really close to beating the clown, but I don't think I have yet. So, like, I've got several options what I can fight, but I can't beat any of them. Mm. And that's where I quit. Yeah, actually, I was fighting the, the blimp for a while today, like an hour or so. And then I took a, took a break. Um, and, like, when I came back from the break, it was, like, the second go-around that I finally beat it. I think that's what happens with games like this is you push for so long so hard 
And then you're like, oh, I need a break. And then you come back from the break, and then boom. I find that's you what's make it through with Cuphead. Breaks, breaks are important. That's Very the way important. repetitive action works. Like uh, I've learned that from playing guitar and ukulele a little bit. Like when I'm trying to learn a song, um, if there's like a particular part that's really hard for me, like I'll practice it a bunch and then eventually I give up on it. But like when you come back to it later, like your brain's been doing extra work that you don't even know. And like you yep. come back to it and you like, it's strange how well like your fingers warm up to that repetitive action again and get back into the game. Like you're like your brain actually literally like trains itself in the meantime while you're mm-hmm. sleeping and stuff. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. I, uh, I believe it. I'll show you this here. So I was talking about this last week. I've yes. Human animation cell. I got it. I've seen that it, yeah. cell before. Was it yours or no? Do you, have you shown that to me before? Yeah, I had it in college. I probably showed it to you. Okay. Cause I've seen that. I've seen that, that cell there with Orco and all that. Yeah, I had it back in the dorm. So, yeah. But, yeah, it's hanging on the wall in my bedroom in my parents' house. But, uh, yeah, the other thing that I've been doing this week, I've been reading a book, old-fashioned style. Books? Uh, I got Fuck books. Books, yeah. <laughs> what is book? Game Genie Manual? <laughs> the book is actually uh, iPad download. Uh, so, not quite book. Oh. But, kind of book. Um, Fuck technology. Console Wars. Yeah, no, that's a yeah. book about uh, Sega and Super Nintendo, right? Going back to bed. Yeah. Who wrote that? Uh, Blake Harris is the author. And it's really good. It's um, Have you guys read it? or I have not, not. I've not read it, but I've heard people talk about it and say that I, they liked it. I've read really Game Over. It. That's like my big video game book I've read, which is one of the first of the the Historia books. Yeah, I read that one too. Like, Yeah, it came out a while, like 2003 or four. It was very early 2000s, yep. Yep. Yeah, that was a good one, too. And this one is, like, it's entirely about the 16-bit wars. And it's interesting because the way the author kind of frames it, he starts with Tom Kalinske, who became president of Sega. He was one of the executives at Mattel. He was, like, the guy who sort of brought Barbie back into the limelight and took it from really? 50 million. Yep. Yeah, he worked on Barbie. Barbie was, like, 50 million a year earning went when he started and then he brought it to 550 million a year. Was that like making Barbie more inclusive? Was that his thing? Yeah. Or? He was the one who like made Barbies, um, you know, not just, you know, one or two dolls, but it was like president Barbie and astronaut Barbie and all that. Um, so that's where he started. And Sega was able to convince him to jump on board over at their company. And he was the one who kind of got the idea that we had to be more, more aggressive in our marketing. So like they got, they got rid of the Genesis does what Nintendo don't like that was there when he started. And um, he decided to take it more of the word of like the welcome to the next level, the Sega scream, all that stuff. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And it's a really fascinating account. You know, they're making it into a mini series and I can totally see why they decided to do that from the way the author wrote it. It's just, like, there's so much content there. It's being adapted uh, to a miniseries, like a video it miniseries? It is. It's going to be, like, that's produced by Seth Rogen and his partner, wow. um, who actually have, they wrote the forward to the book. But they're going to do a 10-part miniseries. So it's going to be, like, a prestige event series, which I'm really excited for. I haven't finished the book yet. I'm about a third of the way through. And it's really, really good. I recommend it. I mean, even if, like... I think it would be entertaining, not even for somebody who's not into video games. If you are into like, uh, you know, just nonfiction books in general, 
or books about business even. I think there's a lot of like business stuff that you can learn. It's very fascinating. And definitely seeing seeing it from that perspective versus how I originally saw it when I was, you know, eleven years old and saw the Sonic the Hedgehog commercial, like, ooh, I want that, you know? Mm having the playground experience that we all had being the age that we are uh, getting that insight into it is into how it actually went down and the high stakes. It's really, really a great book. So I can't recommend it enough unless it takes a nosedive in the last two thirds. I don't know. But so far the first third is really, really good. I've heard people talk about it. I've heard people talk like very fondly. No, I, I mean, I've heard that that's referenced a lot. As far as video uh, video game literature goes, like as far as like a tome that you should check out, because like I've read like I'm still working on the Chris Kohler book we bought from him at NPC. Oh, I, I forgot I forgot that we bought that. <laughs> I haven't yeah. even read it at all. The Final Fantasy Five one. And I mean, it's <laughs> so personal and it's written from his perspective. Like I'm sure I it's, I'm sure it's, it's good. But like, yeah. I, I, but like the Game Over book was the last one I remember that really kind of like illuminated. You know, it was like. Not necessarily an expose, but it was along those lines of like you really saw like you know how these executives actually talked or whatever mm-hmm. you know, like what was actually happening and like that book came out at a time where sure internet journalism existed, but it wasn't there wasn't all these freelance people like deep diving into like the stories behind things like we have now, so the book you're talking about um I want to check out mm-hmm. no i I've heard people talk about it in other shows you know, talk very fondly of it. So I think it's good. You can check it out on your iPad. You don't have to read it like a regular book and all that. But uh, we should take a break and then talk about Indie World when we come back. Sounds good. All right. Be right back. there nintendo maniacs would you like to get some bonus shows for nintendo main podcast well you can get them on the patreon and i'm going to mark down the price to one dollar a month so if you get pay one dollar a month for a year that's less than the nintendo online service do it right now go to patreon.com slash nintendo main podcast you can go there and you can get the Nintendo Main Expansion Pack episodes. You can also get our live shows and you can also listen to the regular feed of Nintendo Main and Drunk Monday without commercials. And you'll get them before anybody else does. That website again is patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast. Go there right now. It's not growing. What do you mean? Oh, uh, the question mark block. I hit it in the, the bean popped out of the top but the vine didn't grow out oh i guess it must be a pod coin wait what is pod coin well 
PodCoin is an app where you can make money listening to podcasts. Like, you can listen to podcasts like us, Nintendo Main, or Drunk Monday on there. And uh, many, many other podcasts that you like to listen to. Basically, the way it works is you get points. You get a point per every 10 minutes that you listen to of a podcast, and you can use your points to donate to charity. You can use it to buy Amazon gift cards and other stuff like that on there. And uh, if you want to get an automatic 300 points, you can use the code Nintendo Main, and you'll start with 300. It's Nintendo Main. That is our code. You can check it out right there. You can find it on Android or iOS. Check it out. Wow, I was just trying to get the cloud world. Indie World. So there's another, in case anybody was uh, missing directs, we have another sort of direct, but it's not called a direct, it's just called Indie World. I mean, World. It, it was a direct. Yeah. But, there, but there, there was some cool stuff that came out of it. There were some, like, you know, this is out today drops in there and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But I thought it'd be fun for us to just, like, run down what is in there, you know, from each of the different things. Right off the top, uh, Risk of Rain 2. You can basically play as Mysterio from the Spider-Man universe and uh, try to, uh, yeah, no, basically the the character has like a bubble head, like right at the beginning there. It's it's very um, it seemed it seemed like a very like uh, what do you what do you call it like a uh, uh, randomly generated like where you you're in a world and different things kill you and you come back to life and you know it was like uh, Dead Cells, but they didn't show any gameplay of it but i didn't watch anything sorry uh i know what you're talking about um the, the one at the very beginning of the of the uh video mm-hmm. risk of rain i will say off like the, off the bat i'm i struggled to remember a lot of these like i felt like i wasn't that impressed overall like for sure there was yeah. very little that left a mark on me like like i said before is my nickname i was really feeling switch switch fatigue this week because I was like, I was just kind of like, I have all these games that I really, really want to play. I don't want anymore. It's, it's mm. kind of how I felt. I was just like, I was thinking like, I was like, you know, if I retired right now and somehow I had independent wealth, independent wealth or something and I wouldn't have to work, I would have so many things to play where I just would not have mm-hmm. to buy anything else ever again. I'd even go back to Persona 4 on PS3 and just play that for 100 hours. You know, and but yeah... I mean, there were there were a couple that I was into. Um, Risk of Rain was like, I, you know, I'll look at it later. Maybe I'll be into it. I mean, it says summer 2019. That's right now. But the second one, I thought maybe, because it made me think of Jeremy, because it was a Chucklefish game. I thought Eastward looked pretty good, you know, like, because it was like a post-apocalyptic game developed by Chucklefish. And they've, uh, you know, they've done pretty well on, on all their games, so... Yeah, they're they're basically like a tribute game company. 
Yeah, but where they mean, do make these bomb ass tributes. Yeah, but but that game looked really good. I'm not sure what exactly they were attributing it to, but what I saw, uh, I thought it reminds it really me a little good. bit of Earthbound and like maybe um, actually that's the biggest one it reminded me of. But it's not an RPG; it's all action from from what I could tell of it. It's an RPG. I didn't see any any battles in there. I just saw people just hitting people like you would in. Uh, I think it's an action RPG, but it's still an RPG. Oh. I mean, maybe when it, when it comes farther up, maybe you'll be correct. But I didn't see any like level upping or anything like that in there from what I saw of the indie world. I felt like it was kind of more like I don't know. I didn't I didn't I didn't get an RPGness from it. But we'll see when it when it gets closer to coming out, which is it very much harkens to yeah yeah Earthbound. That's what it reminded me of, like first and foremost. Maybe in the design of the characters, the design and yeah the modernity of it taking it away from the fantasy element and maybe even also away from the like futuristic element and making it more like something in between science fiction mm-hmm. is fantasy with technology is the magic. That's right. kind of what it reminds me of, but it looked cool. I, I was, uh, I was like, Oh, we'll, we'll see how that, how that comes out. You know, it's, I liked, I liked the music. I liked the art design. Like I, thought I will say really the nice. the second thing that was shown was almost my quote, but I decided against it. But I still want to say what I want to say. Wait, Eastward? Eastward was the second oh, one. Oh, uh, Freedom. Or the third thing, sorry. Oh, Freedom Finger? Freedom <laughs> Finger was kind of hilarious because it's like, we have voices in our game. Hey, hey, you like Bender? We got Bender. You like Nolan North? We got him. I thought that was kind of funny because I'm like, uh, I'm not interested at all in this game, but cool, you got people in it. Good for you. Well, and, and I almost <laughs> said as my uh, thing at the beginning, I said... uh. At the end, we realized the freedom finger was inside of us all along. Oh, <laughs> nice! <laughs> no, it's just I when I when I saw the trailer for it, I was just kind of like, I'm like, cool, let's shoot 'em up. I really don't care about those games. And it's like, uh, it's like, but we got this voice, we got this voice, we got this voice. Very and, like, yeah. and I'm like, oh, okay, let's shoot 'em up with a story that I would care about, maybe with some. People that I know. I mean, it's cool that you can like steal. You can like steal the ship in front of you and shoot other people with that ship. I mean, c- cool, but yeah. I mean, it's a little bit like Galaga when Not really the into uh, it. thing comes down to pick you up and you can like take over the spaceship, or, or you, it pulls your spaceship up and then you destroy mm. it and you get a double spaceship. That's what it sure. reminded me of, as far as like stealing the the weapons from the environment and then using them against the other enemies. There's like some. I saw there's, I'm watching it right now. There's some like 8 bit stuff that looks a lot like Contra. So, uh-huh. I mean, they're very much like pulling into the nostalgia bubble and all that shit. So, yeah, I mean, cool. I mean, like I said, the Switch has so many games right now that it's like, who who are you trying to bring in that doesn't have one yet? Is somebody waiting for Roki? I mean, that's the next one. That was the one that was like, hey, maybe you're really the monster of the world. <laughs> it was like, what if you had a monster? And what if it was you? Actually, really, I did really dig the uh, the art design of Roki. Regardless, I just don't really know what it is. I never thought that on a Switch we'd have a game called Roki and Roku. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it means we've got too many games. There are a lot of games on there. They ran out of vowels to end the R four letter R words with K's at the end. Uh. But I mean, yeah, no, I mean that one looked cool. There's like a giant, there's like a giant uh, dog, and there's this cool smiling shadow thing at the end. 
Torchlight 3 is the next one. Torchlight 2. Oh, yeah, 2. I misread. Yeah. Which I never I never played Torchlight 1. Uh that's the uh that's a competitive or the um the co-op uh action RPG thing, right? It's Torchlight. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, where it's like what if you had a friend? It's a hack and slash. Yeah. Yeah. And it just shows like two people on a bus like uh playing together while everything in the background is getting destroyed. I did kind of like that, but yeah, like the like two of the main characters were just playing it on Switch as like the world fell apart around them. Mm. Yeah, it was like uh yeah, I mean, sure people probably like it, but I really I mean, I they're care. definitely pushing the Switch Lite without pushing the Switch Lite because like all these indie games are going to thrive in that portable environment. Which I didn't mention earlier, like as I went over stuff, but like I did, you know, I did take the Dragon Quest demo with me on the bus, and oh, nice. I was just, I was completely amazed that I could just keep playing this huge open world RPG like on the bus. Beautiful, so beautiful ass game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So after after Torchlight Two was the one that is the most important, I believe, because. I didn't say it on our what we've been playing, but yes, I'm still playing through all of the Tony Hawk games on GameCube or anything else for our Patreon episode, which we'll be doing. But yeah, no, there's another skateboarding game coming out called uh, Skateboard XL. Skater XL. Skater XL. But it looks yeah, it, it kinda, looks cool. It kind of reminds me a little bit of a Skate or Skate It. Uh, skate It was mm-hmm. on, on on Wii or Skate on uh, mm-hmm. PS3 360. Um I really like skateboard games. Um, <laughs> I, I miss them. So uh, yeah, I actually kind of got into uh, got into a discussion with somebody on one of the uh, Switch groups that were that we're all that we're a member of uh, about the Tony Hawk games and how much Tony Hawk Underground Two sucks. <laughs> but uh, like I said, Patreon, Patreon people, a dollar a month, you'll you'll hear our, you'll hear our Tony Hawk episode, but. Yeah, no. I, so I, one thing about this game, they say, is that uh, it's all physics based, so you'll never have exactly the same trick twice. Yeah, as which, opposed to the Tony Hawk games, which I believe you know, can animations. Had, yeah, can animations. Was there was there ever one that had like physics based uh, skate? Too. I mean, well, this, that's what I was saying. Skate, or not of the Tony Hawk games, as far as I know. Hmm. But but what the ones that came out after that uh, the three but skate was the one where you actually had to like flick the two control sticks and yeah. it, like, simulated each side of the skateboard right yeah so right. it made it a little bit more realistic but mm-hmm. I would say that it's hard to nail the same combos every time in in uh, Tony Hawk games every time I'm just saying to have the exact same multiplication and all that it's it's different oh, yeah, every time yeah. trust me. But as far as like the way your board moves you. and everything, yeah, it's gonna be. Useless. But when you go into like a you know a sex change or whatever, like it's a canned animation, you still have to land it correctly, but it's not like you're literally affecting like how the board moves yeah, once not, you like, set off that animation. Yeah, you're right, not moving. Right. You're not moving your feet around to like hit the board in the right way, which it seems like that's what uh, Skater XL is doing. And hey, I welcome it. We, I mean, we have some like two D skater stuff on Switch, but no three D stuff. So yeah, no, I'm totally interested in. It, it was a uh, yeah, probably like one of the most. It was. I mean, there were some other ones that I was interested in, on the same level. But yeah, no, I was. I was before I, I'd actually forgotten about this <laughs> on the day, and I and I like booted up uh, Facebook, and I was like, oh shit, people are talking about this. I'm like, oh cool, skater thing. 
It's almost the 20 year anniversary of, of Tony Hawk, so it makes sense. It's unreal. Yeah. No, Skater XL is supposed to come out next year. Uh, looks looks cool. Um, I'm into that. Um, Europa. Like Europa. Yeah. Europa, like, baffled me. Like, I, I liked what I saw of the environment, but the character itself was like, what? Everything is upside down, right? Like, uh, it flips, flips uh, gravity on its head or something. The character just looks kind of like generic, which is okay, I guess. I mean, oh yeah, because you're like, like a uh, lot of indie games, but and you can like draw a face on them, I guess. They're like a big bubble head, and you get paint on it. Whatever. It, it looks looked... like a Funko Pop figure, almost like. Yeah, I hate those. Right. Completely generic, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, but I think you can make your, put your own face. I was reminded on there. of um, like uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, the movie version. Oh sure, yeah. Mar- Marvin the Paranoid Android kind of looks like that. It looks orange, but aside aside from the genericness of the character, I feel like the levels and the graphics look really cool. Like I feel like it looked really nice. I thought I thought it looked cool. Oh no, it looked fantastic. Like I said, it was mainly the character model itself that I was like, Uh all right, well I get it that they're like doing the whole like create your own character thing to an extent, but this character just looks like kind of dopey compared to these environments. Uh Yeah, they're trying to get in on that uh, Funko Pop thing. But no, I mean, I was like, oh, wow, this looks really good. Like, you know, graphically. How about Superhot? Any you guys interested in that? So, I actually, I wanted to ask you about Superhot, John. So, uh, so, so Superhot was one of those, like, it's, it's out right now on the day. Right. Um, so Superhot is like, is a first person shooter, which I like for the most part, mm-hmm. but it's like, it's sort of a tr- strategic one where, like, Correct. as you move, things happen. And this is also... It's a puzzle. It's a first-person puzzle. It's yeah. almost like Portal in that regard. Well, it's also... It is comparable to well, Portal in that way. Yeah. But it's also like it's also like a game that's unveiled later in the indie, indie world. Mm. We'll get to that. But it's also... That was not first-person, but it's kind of the same thing. But I was going to ask you because I thought maybe you had played it before, John, because it was, it's a VR game. Correct. Right. Like there it was is... originally on the Xbox 360, mm-hmm. uh, which is this version. I, yeah. I, I believe it's the same. Anyway, I assume it's the same. Yeah. But, but, there, um, but there is a VR. I heard about it as the VR yeah. version originally it was the first time I heard super hot was the people from podcasts I listened to. They were playing the VR version. I've played both. I played the, the Xbox version, and I played. Well, is that true? No, I'm getting confused. I play. I've played the VR version with with the controller, like before the Oculus Move controllers, and before even the Vive controllers came out. So I guess it was kind of like, yeah, I was using the Xbox controller. But anyway, VR is the way you're supposed to play Super Hot. Yeah. Um, as far as I understand. So um, I mean, I've played the VR version for hours, probably mm-hmm. at least 10 hours. So, um, I mean, so are you saying that you wouldn't recommend it then like without the VR? Or? I, I mean, I, if it's, if it's as cool on the TV as it is in VR, I would say, yeah, it's, it's, it would be worth it. I'm, I'm intrigued by it. I don't know if I'm $25 intrigued. Yeah. Exactly. I, I was, I That's was like an old game too. Yeah, I was about to I was about to text you or like, you know, hit you up on uh Slack or something and be like, What do you think about it? Because like it it was on the same time as like you know, I was looking at this and Rad and I'm like, fuck it, I'll just go with Rad because I love Tim Schaefer. But but yeah. I was really intrigued by Super Hot. 
But yeah, I mean, no, I, I would say it's it's worth it. You, I wish I, I wish I had played the the regular version so I could compare the two. But um, just playing the VR version, like you play that and you're like, this game was made for VR. Like it is one of the best VR games out there. I'd put it in the top five that I've played. Mm-hmm. So I would say, I think if you, I would say go for it if you got twenty five bucks to spend is. I mean, it's, it's such a quality game in VR, I can't imagine it's not quality. Mm-hmm. Just playing it, that regular old 2D. Yeah, I would say go for it. If you're really that intrigued, definitely. If, you're, if it goes down to 15, I mean, I'm, I, I would buy it at 15. There is a lot of uh, gossipy stuff on message boards and stuff this week, too, about like a release of Super Hot on the Switch, like predating this uh this direct or what oh, they okay. called it so it was it kind of like a direct but like it had leaked that it was kind of spoiled game. yeah yeah i wasn't surprised because i had seen that super hot was but it's also one of those things where like it probably has been that's been the same thing for many weeks previous and it just happened to be right this week just like eventually they're gonna be like hotline miami's gonna come. oh wait spoilers <laughs> sorry <laughs> yeah that was another one. But, uh, you yeah, know, I mean, I was intrigued by Super Hot. It wasn't that I wasn't intrigued by it. I was just saying earlier, I just have so many games to play on the Switch that I really want to play that I'm just kind of yeah. like, I've sort of gotten to the point where, and I like getting new games for Switch and all that. I love playing new games. And, yeah. But it was almost like they, they broke me even. Like the yeah. Switch has even broken me where I'm just like, I can't do it anymore, man. Leave me alone. I'm just, just let me play these other games that I got that I want to play. You know, I will like, say this: that I know you love first-person shooters, and this is a very unique take on a first-person shooter. I've not yeah. played any other game like it. It's not even like I wouldn't. This is a puzzle, to, right? Yeah, yeah, it's like a puzzle. I, you got to figure out what's the best way to to. You know, time only moves when you move, so it's a mm-hmm. movement and time is a resource. A bit so you have to manage. Of zero, to be honest, like in concept, or like braid, or like braid, even which I I like that yeah. one as well. And I love Katana Zero. So it's like, no, it makes sense. I mean, it makes, that's why I was kind of like, it really feels like a game that I would love. Yeah. But also, I'm I think just, you would. But in a 3D space, yeah. and then it would probably be better in VR because it's already been designed. Hands for down. Like I, between the two, it's it's absolutely meant to be a VR game. But I think. If they added VR support through the Labo. I, was gonna, I, would love, I would love for it to be through Labo, but. I feel like Nintendo is the only one who's supporting that, unfortunately. And given the minimalist design of the graphics, like it oh could, yeah, you could totally could make it fly. work. Yeah, I mean, I would, lo- I would, yeah, I'd totally play it on VR. I don't like Labo VR, you know. But I feel like yeah, Nintendo's the only one that's supporting that. But they could, yeah. No, it's very that, minimalistic. That it wouldn't work though because you have to like you have to be able to move, move around. It has to be able to track your movement in three D space. So Labo well, can do that. Yeah, but but you do it. I mean. You're just moving the, using a controller, though, right? You said that you could do VR using a controller, but you can do that. But like, if I want to, like, you don't have to so, physically say I need move. To, like, duck down and hide behind a, a bench or something, right? Like, when I'm moving my body in the real world, and then the game is not moving, like that, oh, that yeah. there's a disconnect, you know. Yeah, yeah, but 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 you're moving, but you move your character with the control pad. But wouldn't it be cool if it right. was on your face and it was, and you could see it in 3D in that way? You, That's what I'm saying. Like for Labo VR, that's about all they can really do right now. I think. 
Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can do like the lateral movement, moving your, your character forward and backward and whatever. Mm. But the game requires that you are you're like an action star. You have to duck and dive behind um, like, you know, furniture in the game and whatever. And when you if I'm like standing up and then I'm sitting down, there's no way for Labo to track that. Yeah, but but you do it through the controller. Like I I wouldn't care. Like it's like when I play uh, Breath of the Wild on VR. Right, right. I'm not like. But a, the game is most fun in, in an intuitive setting. I think is what you're saying, John. Where you yeah. would have to get beyond the intuition if mm-hmm. you were gonna like add extra c- control elements to like. Yeah, it would not be differences. It wouldn't be the same, and I don't think they would bother doing it because it would sort of muddy up. All the goodwill that they have, it would make it on the vibe and the. Which I mean, super hot being like a a system seller, or you know, in some regard, it's up there with Beat Saber as being like, you gotta play this in VR. This is a VR. Mm -hmm. I I figured it would just make it more immersive if you could do it in the on the uh, Labo VR. I mean, I'm more intrigued about ducking into stuff by push pushing a button on a controller than actually ducking into something. With the thing in my head, so I'm more into I'm more into that uh, to the Switch version of just hitting a button to duck instead of like crawling somewhere. I don't want to do that. I want to just sit in my chair and have you know maybe have the lab on my head and make it a little more immersive. I don't know. I'll have to think about it. Maybe next week I'll be playing Super Hot and we'll talk. About I would it say I'm else. super not on this game. Super not? You're not? Super not no. no. I don't want to buy it at twenty five bucks. Maybe when it, if it goes on sale for fifteen or even. Ten would be better. Then I'll buy it. But well, for me, it depends on how long the game is. Like I could have gotten it on Steam for much cheaper already, and sure, I probably would have had a better experience with it with a mouse controls because first person shooters generally are better with mouse controls. Bullshit. <laughs> I, I like I like it with motion control actually. Well, sort of. I guess that's me kind of throwing myself under the bus there. I I, mean, I I liked it on the Wii motion control where you could put it put it around, but. I don't know. I like dual sticks, man. I'd prefer that than mouses. I know about all them PC people that don't listen to this that love that shit. But let's. I mean, uh, I like both, but mouse and keyboard. Fuck that. Uh, let's let's go to the next thing. Uh, Dungeon Defenders. I guess that was an old game that was uh, that's getting rebirthed again. It's like a remake of an old ass game. I don't know. It lo- it looks cool. I guess from what I saw of it. Awakened. Yes, it is has been awakened. An indie classic awakened. I don't know. I like the I like the art style. I'm like uh maybe on it, I guess. I mean, not set to drop for another eight year or eight months from now. It's got a it's got split screen, you know, it's got some it's got some cool art. Oh, six months from now. Yeah, it's it's I mean a lot of these indies it's kind of like and it's been like this for a while with a lot of these directs. We've talked about that. It's like depends on what it's happening at that time. Like, what games are out? You what see an indie once, like Killer you Queen know? Black, and then you're like, eh, well, you don't hear about it for two years. We still haven't heard anything about Killer Queen Black, right? Well, it's coming out this November. Oh, is it now? It was. It wasn't in this. Uh, it wasn't in the it video. Was not. But it. But yes, it's in our news. I'm sure somewhere. So, so after... at first, I didn't completely understand. It, it's cutesy and it looks cool, but like the. The tourists. Some of these, some of these, like yeah, some of these like highlight rule reels. I, I don't like, think necessarily depict the game in its proper fashion. It's just to glamorize it. I like yeah, the tourists. I don't think any game should 
should take the Minecraft style anymore. Mm. Just because <laughs> I immediately dismiss it. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely just... like, so. It's not pixel; it's voxel based. Mm. I, I like the tourist what I saw, but I thought it looked really cool. I thought it looked fun. I thought I'd, I thought I'd buy it by chance. It didn't really remind me of Minecraft. Actually, the whole reason that I was thinking about buying it is you can actually play a F Zero type game in the arcade in in the uh, in the video that they show there. So I was excited about that. But no, I, I like the art style. I thought it looked cool. But it's so it like cool. un, it's like not original. I mean, if anybody looks at that, Joe Schmo, they're gonna say, "Oh, that's Minecraft." But Minecraft is first person. This is third person. As I say, but Sonic wasn't original. It was a side-scrolling game where you move quickly. Like it's Minecraft became a at some point. Minecraft became a genre, whether we like it or not. So there's good games that are come out in that genre, and that's this might be one of them. But is this? But how is this? See, I I saw no Minecraftness of, of this at all. It's the voxel-based graphics. It's the visuals. But I mean, but it's not. The Minecraft is first person. This is not first person. Just because it's blocky. So you're saying that like every NES game I look at should remind me of my, Minecraft? It doesn't. So this game does not remind me of Minecraft in any way. No, it's any game with like square people. Like, a, like, like any Minecraft sort of low, low poly thing, I like that stuff, and I don't like Minecraft. So, no, this game, I honestly, this game reminded me. Of, I'm looking at it right now. Reminds me of fucking Star Tropics. Like it's got like the same camera angle. Like it's got some cool like action based stuff. I don't know. I got no. There's Minecraft. been some other games like so in the wake of Minecraft being a big deal years ago. There were a lot of games that kind of looked like this. They're called. I mean, it's voxel based, so it's yeah. still like polygon, but it's not quite polygon based. But uh, it's like lots of little tiny independent elements. I mean, there were also that's, this. That's like it's like everything's made out of these little tiny particles that can scatter at any point. I don't know. I mean, if you're talking about the graphics on itself, that makes me think of like old like Doom and like Wolfenstein 3D. Like I mean, I've it kind seen, of like, is. It, it's just in the 3D sense. But it, I'm but just saying, like it doesn't, everything's made out of little tiny cubes. But none of just, it reminds me of it's Minecraft. It's like pixels, but it's 3D pixels. But it doesn't mind me. It reminds me of Minecraft at all. It reminds me of Minecraft. Will you? Will because you? Anything in voxel-based? Well, you put hundreds of hours into Minecraft. For me, for somebody who put like five hours into Minecraft, it yeah didn't remind me of it. And if it I'm did, wearing a Minecraft shirt right now. Yeah, and if <laughs> I'm just saying, if it did. I wouldn't want. I wouldn't be interested in it. And I'm actually interested in it because it doesn't remind me of Minecraft. It looks cool. It reminds me of Star of Star Tropics. So what about Skellboy? Do you think that's kind of Minecrafty? That that has some. Uh, that's also this some... reminds me of a uh, Xenoblade Chronicle. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> no, because well, Skellboy has some weird. The reason I say that it has sort of a weird. Uh... Just because of scales. That's why I said that. Oh sure, no, that doesn't look like Minecraft. But it, but it has a, but it also has a strange artistic. I mean, it's pixely as well. It's voxy, whatever the fuck you called it. I mean, you could, shaded. You could, you could say that that's like Minecraft, also if the other one is. I oh, it is definitely Minecraft like. Yeah, if you're looking at it right now, I mean, it's. It kinda, this looks like a for a forager like. To be honest, this I, is like forager in three dimension, like full three dimensions, mm-hmm. and. Everything about how you customize your character in Forager 
does translate to this also because you're literally changing your body parts in this game. That's like a big part of it. And uh, and so you're not just, you know, upgrading your equipment or whatever. You're like upgrading your face and your arms and your legs like as you should because you're a skeleton at the at the at the outset. And that's kind of actually how Forager is too. like you change your arms and your legs and your face and everything with the different equipment that you equip. Mm. Yeah, no, I'm I'm sure it is. I just I kind of like the way the the way the graphics looked on it. I was like, that it looks, looks great. I was like, that looks, looks kind of fun. I'm not really sure exactly where they're going with it, but I'd give it a second look. You know, I might. I mean, that's the end of this year. This, I'll probably be trying to do stuff for the for like a game of the year stuff. But but I really like the way it looked in the video what they showed there. You know, I was like, oh, that looks cool. But I, do, I it does look like Forager. Like it's like that super cutesy same sort of thing, and then we have a Earth Knight after that, which is what the hell is going on in this game? It's like pilot wings combined with Neverending Story. What's happening here? Oh yeah, right. Because oh yeah, because there's the yeah, it's like the Luck Dragons or whatever. Yeah, I didn't. Really or know. even like a uh, uh, Skyward Sword, like it, when you would use the. I got I got the impression that it was Luck Wing. I got, I got the impression that it was sort of like an endless runner, like or like just a runner in general. Like, but you do different stuff. Like, that's kind of what I got out of it. It didn't really intrigue me much. I mean, I, I, but that I, whole diving down and then getting caught yeah. by your dragon, like it reminded me so much of Skyward Sword when you like get on the loft wing. Oh, yeah. like, oh sure, yeah, yeah. But then there's also like, oh, you're running and jumping over stuff. But then you're also but it's like, also skydiving because like it's like above. Yeah. Well, there's also and how are you going to affect your physics? Yeah, there's also the skydiving. That was in Pilot Wings as well. I don't know. I I was like, oh, there's a whole lot of shit happening in this, and I don't know what it is, and I'll probably just read reviews of it or something. <laughs> I don't know. Or, uh, yeah, or I'll follow it as it comes closer to release and become more interested. Like, I'm, I'm more intrigued by this, so I will say probably that was the one that piqued my interest the most. Other than possibly, actually, the one we just were talking shit about, I really did like the look of um of a skullboy, to be honest. But this one was second most. Like I was like, what? Mm. I gotta, I gotta see what's gonna happen with this game because it seems so out there and so different. Like, what's gonna happen with all these like various dragons and these different characters skydiving? supposed to come out this year so i hope we will find it out after that but the second one we talked about it earlier or well the one after this we talked about it earlier but yeah this is one that's been close to my heart hotline miami i played a lot of it i played a lot of the first one on ps3 yeah. I, I, the soundtrack is incredible kick-ass soundtrack i oh really this really, game's almost worth it just for the soundtrack i like the game a lot like i liked it a lot for ps3 and when we were talking about super hot it actually reminded me of that because it's very much like it's a top-down shooter, like action game, but it's all about like strategy. And Katana Zero actually reminded me of Hotline Miami as well. Me it's like too. the same sort of thing, where like you're going, you're going to like, you're going to kill a certain person to go through a place and take everybody out. And it's all about like where where you enter, like where you come through the door, like who sees you, like who, like you can hit somebody out with. Knock somebody down with the door. Grab another thing. And it's like, one hit kills, here. even for you. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's a great game. I've liked it a lot, and I was kind of one that I've always saw saw on the horizon for Switch. 
and now it's finally here. It was like kind of one of those ones is like, like I've seen it on the internet now, like on Twitter, like Facebook, people being like, so what indie is left that is not on Switch yet? Like what is there that has not, you know, that has not been brought here? Because it's like, we have all of them, right? Like what is, what is missing? What is, what is an indie that has not made it to the Switch yet? And so it's kind of an interesting aside, but this got pulled off the Australian eShop. Oh, yeah, weird. I don't know. I mean, it was on because well, because so I haven't played the second game much. I've only read about it, even though I actually think I own it on Steam. I never played the second. So one. this is a big reason why I, have, I haven't bought it yet on Switch because I bought the first Hotline Miami for like. I want to say like 99 cents or something stupid cheap like that on Steam. Um, the And the second the second game is like at least it opens up. I don't know how it works out, but the second game opens up with it's a, a, a movie based on the first game. Oh, OK. So yeah. in the in the first game, I guess at some point you save someone from getting sexually assaulted in the in the second game. You're the main character that was the 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 uh, protagonist of the first story actually sexually assaults that person. Uh-huh. That's how they change the story in the second game. So it's literally rape in a video game, and that's why Australia took the collection off the eShop. Oh God! Well, I mean that's terrible. I didn't even know that about the second. Yeah, game. I take back everything I said about it. Now, I mean, I well, read- because <laughs> the second game is well, okay. So I'm not trying to defend anything about the narrative because I haven't played enough of it to really like stand behind anything. But um, supposedly in the second game, this goes from like me reading message boards and stuff in the past couple of days. Um, the second game is all about the Hollywoodification of news. So like how like you got to make news sell. So if they want. Um, the story of the first hotline in Miami to sell, they had to make it more provocative. So certain elements in the first story were changed to make the movie based off the first game. So that's the second game is like kind of like a, a, a commentary on that. Mm. But you, there's literally a scene where someone gets raped in the second game, I guess. Yikes. That where it's, yeah. So Australia was like, nope. We don't allow that shit here, uh, and it got pulled off the eShop. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I really enjoyed Hotline Miami 1 from when I played of it. I haven't played 2, but I, I thought about it for a second when I saw it on the eShop, and I was like, well, but I already played so much of 1. I, got, I don't think I need to do it again, but yeah, it's uh, controversial there. It's, a, it's still a controversial part. game. Like, uh-huh. Years later, um, it's a very... I mean, it's a dark, dark, dark game. Uh, what I played of it, and um, I never got through the first one. The music's incredible. I will. I, I stand there with you yeah. on the music, but like the gameplay itself is just such a. It's very anarchistic, so it goes some pretty dark places. That's true. Much like uh, the next one on here, I, I I would think that Blasphemous would be on your top games here jeremy because it totally looks like a metroidvania like a really cool one the one with the dude with the giant head with the sword which game uh the one that comes up after this one about blasphemous it totally it very much looks like a castlevania game oh no i didn't i mean i think it was in the like sizzle reel but i yeah. didn't see much about it it's in the sizzle but it's totally it's very much a castlevania game 
it goes into a sizzle reel after this, but Blasphemous, I think we actually mentioned this before on previous on one of our previous episodes. But no, it's yeah, it's this one. Yeah. Mm. It looks very much like a Metroidvania. It looks it looks cool actually. I was really intrigued by that. So then um after that, Close to the Sun doesn't show much about that. That looks like kind of like a weird uh one of the oh yeah, Cat Quest two. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Which I still haven't gotten the first Cat Quest, but I mean it's on sale right now. You can get a cheap. demo of it. Uh, a friend of the show, Fuchsia, she talked about that and on her cat stuff. Uh, I, I just thought it was funny to see it on there because there, you can get a free demo of one and play around with it. Uh, Spirit Fairer looks like another like you know nice looking artsy in indie game that type of thing. Like mm-hmm. uh, 2D stuff. Couldn't really tell much from it. Um, Trine 4. Uh, I don't know if you played any of the Trine games, but they're really fun two-player co-op, uh, like 2D um, action RPG type stuff. They're a lot of fun to play. I really enjoyed the first Trine on PS3. I haven't played through any of the Trines, but they're I fun. have them on Steam because I got them through an indie bundle. So okay. I have like one and two, I think, on my computer. For sure. Uh, Creature in the Well was in there again. Uh, that was a game that was mentioned many days ago. On uh, It was another indie direct. I remember we both, we, we all said uh, that we liked what we saw of Creature I'm so in the into well. it. It's supposed to come out. I like out. the pinball, like the pinball inspiration. Yeah, it's supposed to come out kind of soon. Uh, they they announced the release date of it. September 6th. Yeah, yeah. So it's like a week away. It's real close. And it's pinball inspired hack and slash. So yeah. Interested in that? Is this what uh, Odama was supposed to be? I don't know. <laughs> They're throwing it into that September area that has so many games to get. There. The only other pinball slash something I know about is Yoku's Island Express, which I own, but I haven't played all the way through. That was I know a- another one, Pinball Quest. Well, not oh, yeah. not on Switch though. We're talking about Switch yeah. games here. Okay. Yeah. No, no. Yoku's was on. Yoku was on my top ten of last year. That was a lot of fun. That's a good game to play. You should still play it. Um, what was it? A One Finger Death Punch 2? That sounds like another ridiculous So this game. game, I will say, I'll say a little bit about the first One Finger Death Punch. Um, I played it a little bit, and it is actually uh, Dan, my friend Dan, you know Dan. I know Dan, yeah. Um, he suggested this game to me as a means of testing out my Steam Link. So I actually own one of the, like, the Steam, like links that you can hook to your network and then play your steam games like on your tv oh okay so i have one of those i barely used it but dan was like get this game this is how you can test latency Mm -hmm. because it's a very like twitch based game it's very much based around like hitting left or right pretty much Mm -hmm. as things come at you on each side and uh it did not work well on Steam Link. I will say that much. Um, on my PC, it works fine. I think I only paid a couple of bucks for it, but it's literally a Twitch game. It's all Twitch based. You have to just like react immediately to what's coming at you. And I think it's either left, right, up, down, or it might just be left, right. But things are coming at you, and you hit them as they come at you. Mm-hmm. Real quick. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Kind of like that. Uh... That timber game, whatever, sort of. Yeah. <laughs> Where you go left and right. Yeah. Also leaning heavily into the uh, stick figure mechanic of it all. Sure. And yeah, it can. The the video continues on pretty quickly. Uh, what was it? Um, 
best friends forever. But which I thought was like the dad simulator, but with more friends. <laughs> That's kind of what it reminded me of. Sure. Uh, Fogs. I don't know what that is. That's another. Oh yeah. Oh, the one with the two dogs with the two dog heads. That one actually looked kind of weird. That that what the golf game that happened after that looked kind of strange too. Where you're like hitting like I was into weird ass golf games though. Where you're like hitting shoes into like into like the uh, green and all that. I was like, ah, I could I could check that out. It's all like super super fast stuff, so we only got a couple seconds of it. But yeah, the what the golf one I was like, ah, it looks super weird, but I like golf. Why not? Uh, kind. It's like uh, looks like sort of a puzzler. Jump squad. The the tunnel of love. Uh, hyper was it hypercharge unboxed. It reminded me of the uh, Unbox game that I always wanted to buy but never got, but it's not anything like that. Um, Northgard looked like a strategy RPG thing. Only showed it for a couple seconds. Kind of reminded me of that other, the North uh, mm-hmm. Fire Emblem type one. Sparklight looks like RPG stuff. Munchkin Quacked Quest. Yeah, don't really know what to think of that. Why do they got to like show us <laughs> Munchkin Quacked Quest and not show us Untitled Goose Game? Yeah, right? For real. So yeah, the goose game was not in there, but they did do a they did do a nice like oh and one more thing at the very end. They did that, was which great. I am intrigued by. The final game on here was uh, Ori in the Blind Forest, which I've heard talk about that game for a long time. It definitive looks, edition. It looks fucking beautiful. Yeah, definitive edition. And uh, so yeah, I play. I played a little bit of this game on a friend's Xbox one back in the day it was it was like almost two years ago at this point but it was actually someone i like hung out with for a little bit and she had a xbox one and that's a game we played together a little bit and i liked it a lot so i'm actually excited to get it on the switch yeah i've heard i've heard people talk like like you know say it's really really good so and it it's really bold to what they have it releasing the same day as Link's awakening right that's that's, yeah. that's a bold release date there. It's like we're gonna go against Link's Awakening. It's like okay, I mean I'm sure it's gonna be like a third of the price of Link's Awakening, but but yeah, that's that's what ended that's what ended the uh, indie world presentation there. Nice twenty minute thing. It's good just to- chock full of great games. Like I don't know, the Switch is locked and loaded and ready to go. Like at this point, like Trey was saying, he almost has fatigue. Switch fatigue. <laughs> How man, many games are coming out? And Trey's like known for buying a lot of the new releases. So like think about the rest of us lay people, like man, <laughs> that's a lot of games and like I just I can't even begin to think about processing all these new games. Sure. I gotta pick one or two favorites and stick to those. Aside from the indie world thing, it's pretty rad that Tetris is doing another Maximus Cup. I didn't even know about this until I saw the Slack thing, but mm-hmm. I'm uh yeah so there's there's a uh, fire emblem based one coming up for Tetris 99. This is true. I love I love it when Tetris 99 brings me back to stuff. Even though the link that you put on there keeps taking me back to uh the Mario Brothers movie so <laughs> I can't well, actually look at it. Sorry. <laughs> but yeah no uh, Tetris 99 is having another event. Um is it this it's this weekend, right? Yeah. Uh, coming up this weekend, after you hear this, I believe, you can uh, do some Fire Emblem-based uh, Tetris 99 stuff. I'm excited to see that. That'll take you me can. back take me back to the game. Oh, uh, Since you mentioned it, we should talk about the Mario Brothers movie footage that was found. So there was some footage 
from the movie that hasn't been seen in 25 years. Uh, Probably the, better. The Super Mario Brothers movie archive. They found it. So they're posting, like, there's a couple of scenes, actually, and they're posting, I think they're doing one every week. So if you want to see an unseen scene, you can check that out at their website. Have you watched any of them yet? I have, yeah. They only released one so far. Mm. So it's, um, do you remember that their their nemesis in the movie was the Scapelli brothers? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, They're yeah. Like the rival sure. plumbers. Mm-hmm. And you never actually saw them. So oh, the- this, well, you never actually saw them until the end. There was an earlier scene, though. This is the scene that got cut where okay. they meet up with the Scapelli brothers. It's basically just a chance to show them being angry at the Scapellis. So it was cut from the movie because it didn't serve a purpose. Oh, okay. Cool. Well, I mean, hey, hey, if you guys ever wanted more Super Mario Brothers movie, this is what it's you It's coming. And uh, where where can you find it? And if you it? didn't, it's still coming. Where can you find this online for our listeners? Super Mario Brothers Movie com. If you look up Super Mario Brothers Movie Archive, I don't know what the exact You'll website is. Yeah, yeah. This, there was something that I mentioned earlier in the show that I want to talk about. So um, I think this was during Gamescom as well, right? But CD Projekt Red has actually shown um, The Witcher 3 running on Switch. And uh, a lot of people have been really blown over or blown away by looking at it because it looks really good. And it got a release date too. It's uh, coming out October 15th. You can download it right now. I mean, you can preload it right now on the on the eShop. I think it's around like twenty gigs for a download. I tried to uh, I tried to use my game voucher on it just to see if it would work. Just because you know there hasn't been any new sixty dollar games announced before that, so I tried it. But you cannot use any of your game vouchers on that. In case anybody was interested in that, but you yeah, know, Witcher Three has a release date. It's coming up. Soon. This is going to be like a couple uh, months. A benchmark for what conversions are because I, I, it's a it's a several year old game. I mean, it's a few years old, like what, like three years old now at this point. But it's been just kind of like there's no way this could ever run on Switch, and mm-hmm. they're making it happen. But now it is. And so I'm really interested in how this is going to flesh out because it's a very Western RPG. So that's why I don't know if I'll get into it. It looks good. it looks good though. Like a lot of people been swear sold by it. It's as one of the best like open world RPGs yeah. of all time. I mean, I think this would be one that John would like. Even I mean, it's action RPG. Uh, I've heard a lot of people that talk really well, but they say that like all of the side quests like all make sense. Like they're not just like fetch quests. The rela- the relationship element supposedly is like one of the best of all yeah, games yeah. Of all times. Yeah, like how it works. It's not really. Yeah, it's not really about dating people. It's more about, like, it's about, you know, like, becoming close to somebody. It's not just being, like, you're hitting a button and it's like, oh, okay, now you're yeah. dating. It's like an actual, like, it's, like, really good about building up and, like, making everything make sense and all that. And I'm really super intrigued about it. Like I said, people have talked about it many times. And not to forget, this is, like, their the definitive version, definitive edition slash complete edition. So it has all of the DLC on there of... Because I was looking at it, I think it sells for like fifteen dollars for like the regular Witcher three on like PS four or Xbox One, but mix if you put it in with the DLC, it would be around like forty, fifty, it's sixty for Switch. I know Switch tax, but but you're getting all of them. You're getting all the stuff. You don't have to buy anything extra for it. You get everything for it. So, but yeah, no, I'm super intrigued. Uh, you can you can preload it right now. It's 
rather large, and my and my poor uh, SD card is has has like maybe ten gigs left, so I have to delete some more stuff to get it. But I deleted quite a bit just to get the Dragon Quest demo. Yeah, and that and that demo's not even the full. It's it's less than the actual whole game is, because I didn't have enough to get the whole game, but but I was able to get the demo. So so yeah, but and and also you can preload that as well, the Dragon Quest game. But is there any other sort of news that you guys think that we should mention here before we get out of here? I think we got all the important stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, wanted, I wanted to mostly just focus on the indie world stuff because I think that's the yeah. main thing. That was the big deal. All right. Well, if there's if there's not any more news that we need to talk about on this particular episode, I think that we can put a pin in here. But uh, yeah, this has been Nintendo Main episode 185. We've been your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson. I'm Jeremy Mikowski. John Nitter. And you can find us at NintendoMainPodcast.com. That's our website. You can find most of our stuff there. Uh, Jeremy and I are, are on Twitter at Nintendo Main, or Nintendo underscore domain is me. And uh, Jeremy is Stack with a K, J-M-A-K-S-T-A-K. And uh, you can check us out at Twitch.tv slash NintendoMainPodcast or YouTube.com slash NintendoMainPodcast. If you want to real, if you want to understand why Grandy is so great, you can watch me play Grandy One and Two on there. And uh, I believe this Friday, I'll—I'm not sure what I'm playing this Friday yet. But uh, if you tune in, it might be a Tony Hawk Underground One. Who knows? But yeah, stop in. You'll see some retro stuff. You'll see some new Nintendo stuff. Maybe it'll be rad. You know, stop in and see some shit. And you can get a—you can get all of our bonus episodes for a buck now, which I. I you support, can. I like, and yeah. I actually literally support now. No, I was going to say, uh, yeah, patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast. If you want to hear our extra stuff, it's only a dollar. And Jeremy is, is our new patron for this month. Woo, me! Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, if you want to check out all our extra stuff, which includes the Tony Hawk episode that we talked so many times about, you'll be able to get that on there. So check that out. And also, if... Um, you know, if you want to hear me talk about uh, stuff that isn't video games and more like movie and TV stuff, you can check out Drunk Monday. Jess and I just we just did an episode about Legion, which is probably the best comic book show on TV ever. So check that out. We just talked about the final season of that show. You can check it out at Drunk Monday. And uh, yeah, that's been our episode. Come back next week. Maybe we'll talk about Super Hot or some other stuff. But until then, thanks for listening. We'll see you later. See you.
Well, I mean, the, the... <laughs> <laughs> your cats are rebelling against this episode. <laughs> They're like, play with me, please. Oh my god, you know. <laughs>